He thought he was in control. How wrong he was. Shane with Dynamis Media, and I'm joined here with Stefan. That's me. And we have a very special episode because we're doing this in person. What? Yeah. Also, I have a cold. Well, that's not the special part. I think the part that we're in the same room right yeah. now is the special we're part. We're looking right into each other's eyes. Well, I don't. I actually look away. I don't like direct eye contact. He keeps looking away. I, I do look away. I'm not breaking eye contact. Yeah, it's really weird. I don't <laughs> like that this is the start. <laughs> this isn't what I expected. So you're going to hear a lot more noise, uh, a lot more other weird stuff going on. But hey, guess what? Uh, live with it. Sometimes a dog will show up. Live free or die hard. Uh, isn't that like one of the Die Hard movies? Like one of the lesser ones? Yes. That's one with uh, Timothy Oliphant as the villain? I pressed a button. What'd you do? I don't know. It works. We're good. Well, don't yeah, don't, don't break everything immediately. We just started. I know. So like... This is like our brainchild was do remote podcast, then figure out how to do in-person podcast, uh, and then perfect the in-person. It's a lot more fun. But um, This is the first I've heard of this brainchild. I did not know that was a brainchild. Yeah. Well, it was kind of like a recent brainchild of mine. Yeah, but it, I don't have much going on You said our, there. but it's not our. It's yeah. you. Well, it's I, ours now. Well, well, sweet. Glad to be here. So uh, I think just kick it off. Uh, last time we played a new game called Name That Movie. And the uh, question was, where we're going, you don't need eyes, and you guessed. Event Horizon, And you were correct. I know I was. Yeah. I actually knew I was so correct on that one. You were so correct. And everyone else knew they were correct. Yeah. I mean, well, I think, uh, what, in the Facebook group, like yeah. in our chat, um, that was where I revealed to uh, our old uh, fraternity brother, Max, that it was his love of that movie that kept it in my brain all of these years. So hopefully he doesn't mind being shouted out briefly. Yeah, we had like an awesome interaction between uh, Max, you, that weird patent kid who we love. <laughs> Eric? Yeah. <laughs> I was best man in his wedding. He's what are you calling weird? The best. He's the best. Yeah, he's great. So shout out to you guys. Love you. Um, so we got a new game. Um, I'm trying to mix it up. This one's called Describe It. So how this works is I have to describe a movie to you but i have words that i can't say oh so it's like taboo yeah it's like taboo but i really don't know the audience knows like he has these cards and he was before we started recording he's like where are those cards and like what cards he's like for the game like what game what are you talking about and then i realized oh it's his trivia thing he's still trying to get off the ground (laughs) yeah i'm trying it's gonna work you're working so hard it worked last time drove up engagement baby so New game, describe it. Uh, Taboo. Taboo. Um, Okay. Oh, also, I don't know how we're not going to, like, I guess when you make your guess, I'm not going to tell you if you're right or not, and then we'll have to wait. You'll have to edit it out if you do tell me. Yeah. I probably will get excited and tell you anyways. Probably. (laughs) You've done it before. Okay. Uh, Night Vision, famous movie, like famous horror movie. Yeah, bud. I get it. Um, But, like... They always like film the audience reacting to this. 
movie. Like it was huge. I remember it. Um, Dead Dog. Dead uh, Dog. Ooh, that doesn't really narrow it down. Kitchen Kitchen Knife. Oh, it's um, it's um, Paranormal Activity. Okay, so tune in next week to find out if Stefan's correct. I'm right. So you're probably at this point, you're like, why am I here? What are we doing? Well, we are talking about, I think, a hidden gem from a good birth year. Uh, 1987, the year I was born. <laughs> uh, video Dead. or the, the Video the Dead. The Video Dead. Or The Video Dead, depending on. Yeah, I mean, it is. it truly is The Video Dead. You really get that sense from this movie. I am really excited to get into this one because... Normally we do these like moderately popular, um, well-known movies. And I would say this is not one of those. (laughs) So yes. Yeah. I would, uh, I would have to agree. This is definitely not, uh, well-known. Um, and I think that like most of the people who are in it are like, well, I do. I know most of the people in it are in barely anything else. Will you know them? Oh yeah. We met. Yeah. Yeah. We chilled. Some of them are dead. Michael St. Michael or whatever. What's it? Michael St. Michael's. Yeah. Yeah. And that guy. He's actually one of the ones that's actually been in other things. Some of them are like, this is literally it. And they right. have like other careers outside of movies, which can't believe it. Like such a showcase for their talents. This movie was. It really was. Like, honestly, like, yeah. uh, you know, well, I mean, we're already halfway there. So you might as well just, just punch into it. Well, actually, usually you, you let me like, uh, oh. do some housekeeping beforehand. And I had some housekeeping to do. And now you're just going to like, no fly right by it i'm not i was trying to save you and spare you no i have to apologize for two things from last episode number one (gasps) the stephen (laughs) the stephen king uh it's actually a novella it's not even a a short story n uh n was actually not in full dark no stars it was in just after sunset which i only realized that after um (laughs) over thanksgiving break i went back to my mom's house and she just basically had me go through like all these crates of books (laughs) and stuff like that and decide like which ones she can donate and one of them happened to be just after sunset. And I looked at it and it's like, oh, what stories are in this? And one of them was N. I was like, well, whoopsies. I got that wrong on our last podcast episode. Uh-oh. <laughs> yes. So there was that. And also I have a, like a lot of uh, medieval women's poetry books from grad school, which, you know, I didn't realize I kept all those. But if anyone wants to read Hildegard of Bingen, I got it. I got the, the collected poems of Rose with the. Uh, someone actually asked me that the other day. Did they? No. Oh. Well, if you want it, I got it, and I brought them home with me because I was like, these aren't safe in the country. Um, and then, let me think. What was the other thing I had to apologize for? Oh, yeah, when I was doing my like fake Southern accent, trying to spice things up, I was said I was meant to say the book of Ruth being the only book of the Bible that like, doesn't have like God in it, really. It's more like a history text. And I said youth because I was trying to do my fake accent. So I think the moral of the story is don't do a fake accent because it sounds terrible and I mispronounce things. Hmm. Do you think that that's the lesson to take away from that? Yeah, I'm sure there's some other weird condescending lesson we could come up with and alienate most of our audience. So, um, How does that alienate any of our audience? What? How does that alienate any of our audience? Oh, if we make a Bible joke? Well, they, it was just a joke. Was it, it wasn't even really a joke. It was just more like an observation, wasn't it? Was it? I don't know. Who has the time? Who has the time? Who has the time to look into these things? <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, so... Now that we got the apologies out of the way, um, which I don't oh, think... Oh, I have another thing I have to talk oh, about. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I actually wrote a review for Godzilla Minus One Hell for yes. the website. Um, and like kind of like a little uh, glimpse behind the curtain for our audience, even though I doubt they care about this. Uh, I generally write the reviews, and then I just sit on them for a couple days before I send them to you, whenever I do, whenever I actually write them. Yeah. Um, and whenever I don't just talk about writing them, then never do. 
Uh, but Godzilla minus one, I loved it so much. Uh, I've actually already seen it twice. Number one, so Godzilla fan baby. Um, so yeah, I wrote the review, and I'm just letting it sit a little longer to make sure that I I'm happy with it, and I'll be sending that to you. So it's depending on how much you need to do with that, it might actually come out before this episode does, depending on what you so do to spice that stuff up whenever you put them on the website. Could you maybe just quickly explain the title? Godzilla minus one. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> like why? Uh, I think it's just because like um, it takes place earlier than even like the original Godzilla did, because the original Godzilla was um, nineteen fifty four, I believe, and it was that was when it came out, and I think it was also contemporaneous with mm-hmm. the release. This one is a period piece. It takes place fifty um, three, huh? Nineteen fifty three. Uh, no, like the late 40s to the early 50s basically oh minus one i get it yeah okay <laughs> get out of here actually it might be 53 by the time they yeah they confront him because yeah because like it's pretty it, it takes place over the course of several years um following the war it's about a uh quote unquote failed kamikaze pilot who comes home from the war and is dealing with like survivor's guilt and stuff mm-hmm. so very good movie i recommend it and I think that like the theatrical run has been like expanded. So if you get the chance, go see it. Yeah, I, I wanted to. Um, I know you guys kind of last minute were like, "Hey, we're going to see this." I couldn't make it, but um, well, I, the one time I went, I only went with just me and McMurray. Yeah. Um, and then the other time I just saw it alone. Like I don't mind going to the theaters alone. Uh, and I'm trying to get another trip together of people to see it before it leaves. Um, I'm in. All right. Well, like we'll try to do it. I think we wanted to do like an early. Sunday morning one, but that never happened, and I also didn't wake up in time to make that happen. <laughs> I love Sunday morning movies, so I'm in. Matinee, that's what's up. All right. Next uh, weekend, if it's still playing, assuming it is. Cool. I'm in. All right, listeners, you heard it here first. Godzilla, minus one. We're going. 1953. I don't... I think it might actually be by the time... No, I think it's, like, closer to, like, post-war. I think it's, like, in still, like, in the 40s when the movie... Like, 49? Yeah, but, like, what happens is, like, because the movie end Like, the movie starts with, like, literally the end of the war and, like, the rebuilding of Tokyo. And then, like, a lot of years elapse as, like, this dude is, like, living his life and kind of, like, a shadow of himself because of survivor, Survivor's Guilt and, yeah. like, like, all of these things and um, post-traumatic stress and all that. So, I can't remember... I thought that it was, like... 47 or something by the time the Godzilla starts rolling in. But. Well, speaking of Survivor's Guilt, why don't we get into the cast and crew? Of the video dead? Yeah. We're done with the Godzilla conversation? Yes. All right. This is going to be the easiest one because even though there's a lot of people in this, most of them have never done anything else. So, the video dead. Director and writer. Double threat. Uh, Robert Scott. Uh, Most of his credits are actually uh, as an assistant director and sometimes like second or third assistant director like even like further down the line uh he did uh fatal instinct uh lake consequence dracula dead and loving it so jot that down um 89 episodes of jag 12 episodes of heroes 30 episodes of house uh six episodes of justified which i don't know if you're familiar with justified that's one where timothy Oliver oh, yeah. is justified yep um and then like 17 episodes of banshee and the most recent was like five episodes of crossbones so a lot of tv work for this dude and as like a second assistant director like usually further down the line um so there you go robert scott uh next up is the music and we actually have three credits for music um 
but only one of them has ever done anything else. The other two are just done this. And they have specific credits too. Like I think it was, um, so there's Leonard uh, Marcel, Kevin Mc, uh, McMahon, and Stuart uh, Rabinowitz. And Stuart Rabinowitz is like credited with like Joshua's theme. Okay. I have no, you put a gun to my head and tell me to identify that theme. I, I, I couldn't. It was I, Joshua's. Well, yeah, obviously. But I don't know what, I don't know the song. Like when did it show up? It wasn't like he had like a bunch of fanfare when he rolled in. He knocked on the door. We'll get there in the plot description. But he didn't have like a duel of the fates moment. <laughs> like True. So, but yeah, the only one that actually had any other credits on IMDb from what I could see was uh, Leonard Marcel. So he was composer for uh, Night of the Kick Fighters, <laughs> uh, Street Asylum, Fatal Encounter, Blind Vengeance. And then he had like sound department for uh, The Unholy, Waxwork, Waxwork 2, the Cellar, Candyman, uh, Friday, and then Sesame Street, colon, Cinderelmo. Wait, like Friday, like... like Friday. Like Friday? Yeah. Nice. Like the one before next Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or the Friday after next? Well, that's like the third one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, th- that Friday. That's yeah. the one. Okay. Yeah. Like, I was like, it was really cool to see like all these like horror things, but then at the end it was <laughs> Sesame Street, Cinderelmo. So. I feel like that would be a great horror movie. What, Cinder Elmo? Cinder Me Elmo. Well, they, there's been that trend lately of like doing like children's versions of things, but then horror them up. Like, is that Winnie the Pooh one? Yeah, but I mean, they still own the rights to Elmo. There's no way that's public domain now. No, Elmo doesn't. Yeah. El- yeah. That belongs to Jim Henson's Muppets. I wonder if you can hear your dog like scratching 100%. its ear. Yeah, it's thing. annoying the shit out of me. <laughs> Oh, Zoe. What a fucking shit show. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to take that out. I mean, she's just living her best life down just here. licking everything and, like, Can you hear reach. her licking yeah, stuff? Prob- People are going to think I'm kind of perv. Thank God I don't have the monitors on. That would be, like, the worst ASMR for me. That would be gross. Yeah, I should have put the noise gate on. I'm like, I don't think we'll need it. We'll be all right. <laughs> and here we are. Here we are. Um, yeah, but no, so, yeah, music, uh, Leonard, Leonard Marcel, only one. Also, also the Banana Splits movie was a horror movie. Did you know that? No. I've heard it was really good. It's like what uh, Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey wishes it was. Yeah. And it was actually, I think it was like sponsored by like Hanna-Barbera. Like they actually endorsed that. I'll have to watch it. Yeah. I didn't know that was a horror movie. It is. Yeah. The Banana Splits movie. Wow. Who'd have thought? The more you know. That's why I'm here. All right. Well, now to get to some of the on-screen talent, we have our... Yeah, I guess main character, uh, Jeff Blair, as played by Rocky Duvall. This is it. This is this is, this is it. it. This is it. Well, I couldn't tell from his talent. Wow. Wow. What about those scenes where he uh, pretends that drugs are making him hallucinate about that someone coming out of the TV? Yeah. Yeah, because that's how marijuana works. Yep. Uh, all right. Next up is Zoe Blair, his sister, as played by Roxana Augustin. Augustin, I don't mm-hmm. know how it's pronounced. Sure. I can't be expected to know how names are said. You don't know every language? I don't know every name. We're back so on. back to Zoe Blair, as played by Roxana Augustin, or Augustin, or Augustin. Uh, that's it. This is it. She, uh, she has been a lawyer, a practicing lawyer in California since 2000. That's There you go. That's her, her career. What now. did she do for like... For like the twenty the years, decade and yeah. a, a decade and a third there, yeah, no idea. Okay, cool. I didn't look that deeply into it. <laughs> huh. This is all IMDb gave me. 
So there you go. Attorney now, presumably still. I mean, um, next up is Joshua Daniels, our Texas man, our Texan bro, um, as played by Sam David McClelland. And he actually has a few credits to go through. What a miracle it is. So he was in Partners in Crime, an episode of Midnight Caller, and something called The Last of His Tribe. So the uh, the main, uh, I, don't, I don't know how you describe him as this. He's like the, uh, the, the wizened, uh, experienced fighter of the video dead, I guess you could say. Yeah, it was kind of strange, like how he came into the movie and like what role he played and how much knowledge he had but then like didn't want to deal with it himself. i don't know we'll get into it but he's very much like an obi-wan kenobi character he just yeah. like rolled in had all this knowledge and then uh also but then again so was the garbage man like it's kind of weird that they had two dudes to like impart this knowledge okay well i had some yeah we'll get there we'll get yeah, there we'll get there uh next up is april ellison as played by victoria bastel so she's actually been in some stuff uh, she was in the Deadpool, but not Deadpool. Finally got that joke out. Holy shit. Fucking nailed it. Jesus. Got it in one. All right. Yeah, the Clint Eastwood Deadpool. Do you think not she... the Deadpool Deadpool. Do you think she liked Ryan Reynolds? <sighs> I quit this game. Quit. I'm done. I'm leaving. Right. Okay. Right. Anyways, uh, she was also in West is West, Bad Lieutenant, but not the Bad Lieutenant with Nicolas Cage, the other one. Um uh, Romeo is bleeding exterior night, uh, somewhere in the city. Like those are vague titles. I almost don't believe they're real, but here's the thing. I'm going to name them because she's one of the only people in this damn movie that actually is in other things. You'd be funny if you could see who edited this stuff and it was her. Like <laughs> she, like she put the movies in. She, she's the one who like, yeah. it, like added them added and then linked credit. all these other people in. There has to, I think that there's some kind of like authority to IMDB. I don't think anyone can just do anything. I mean, look at Wikipedia. Well, I do look at Wikipedia. And sometimes I change stuff on it. Did I ever tell you about like the thing I used to do, which was actually something that uh, our friend Eric uh, used to say, as every year on the anniversary of Giles Corey's uh, death, I would edit Giles Corey's Wikipedia article. Okay. And now it's locked. They won't let me edit it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so what it would do? So his um, his so Giles Corey, for those who don't know, in Salem Witch Trials was famous for getting pressed to death uh, with rocks and stuff. Uh, he was pressed to death rather than uh, either plead guilty or innocent of the charges of witchcraft. Uh, so basically the reason for that is because I think that they could like take your property. Yeah. Uh, if you pled innocent or if you pled guilty, they would take your property, but like let you live. If you pled innocent, they would try you and then they find you guilty anyway right. and take your property. So no matter what you had to lose it, but by being pressed to death, he was able to preserve his property and like, was able to pass on to his family. Nice. Something like that. So his like last words are more weight. But Eric used to make this joke that his last words were, fuck you, more rocks, bitches. So I would, I would change the Wikipedia article from more weight to fuck you, more rocks, bitches. Fuck you, more rocks, bitches. <laughs> and now it's locked, or at least it was locked last time I tried to do it. Or it might be just me. Like, it's my IP address. So they're like, this guy's not allowed to edit Giles Corey's Wikipedia page anymore. Well, folks, guess what we're doing after this is done. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to try to edit the Wikipedia page of Giles Corey. Okay, back to Victoria Bastel. Um, what she's probably more famous for, uh, she was a professional belly dancer, actually, under the name Dolphina. Ah. And uh, she like would was a belly dance instructor. And some of her like famous, uh, famous, you know, uh, students were like Pamela Anderson, Minnie Driver, Selma Hayek, 
mm. Carmen Electra, Heather Locklear, and Rebecca Romaine. So all of them are like students who studied belly dancing under yeah. her. So that's that's a legacy. That's something. Probably a better legacy than the video dead, but you know, that's up to the that's up to history to decide, honestly. Well, it's up for us to decide. Well, no, yeah, it's true. We are the we are the authority here. Yeah. Because no one can tell us that we're not. As dictated in the book of Ruth. Oh my god. Anyway, next up is uh the woman. Uh the woman is all that she's credited as, as played by Jennifer Miro. Um, she was in a bunch of things like uh, Nightmare in Blood, Red Italy, Jungle Assault, Dr. Caligari, uh, Poisoned Kiss, and I Shot Andy Warhol. Um, and but she's probably more famous for being a part of um, like this like goth punk new wave band called the Nuns. That's so. fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has quite a quite a resume on her. There. Did they dress up like nuns? I don't know. Like the thing made it seem like they're really famous, but I don't know anything about them. No, they do not dress like. Well, okay, well, hold on. Well. Well, well, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. It looks like they don't all the time. That's confusing. Yeah, like so, real nuns. Yeah, here they here they just kind of dress in like like eighties like mm-hmm. new wave kind of attire. So, but then in this picture, they dress like nuns, but also that's like an album cover, so it's probably not even really. Yeah. Right. So yeah, there you go. Uh, she was part of the nuns, they're which not, is apparently something she's famous for. They're not real nuns. No. No. And they're not like that movie, like the spinoff of The Conjuring, mm-hmm. The Nun. Mm-hmm. Not that nun either. Uh, next up is a guy whose name I didn't realize in the movie, but his name is Henry Jordan, who's actually the highest billed person in this. That's played by Michael St. Michaels. That's the author, right? It's the author, yeah. Yeah. They, they, they don't say his name until after he's dead. So it was right. like really, like during my notes, I was just like, I can't ever remember this guy's name. Yeah, I remember April's like, he's a real famous author. It's like, a uh, likely story. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, Henry Hen, uh, Henry Jordan is played by Michael St. Michaels. He's been in some stuff. Uh, Ninja Academy. Alex and Emma. The Greasy Strangler. Mm. Freshwater, which looks like it features an alligator. So, uh, consider my interest peaked. Um, <laughs> something extremity. Does Betty White feed it? No. Are you, are you making a Lake, Lake Placid reference? Yeah. That's such a good movie. It's such a good movie. Do you know that they, they've like done sequels to that where like uh, like it fights other creatures now? No, that's amazing. Yeah. So Lake Placid, now with more fighting. What are you doing? Oh, because she's licking stuff again? I, I don't think you can hear I it. I don't think you can hear that. That's yeah. not, yeah. All right. Hey, audience, if you hear something that sounds like licking, it's not me. It's the dog. It's a dog. Um, fat fleshy fingers, and then his last credit is called Shit Show. Don't know what it is, but sounds cool. Sounds like a continuation of uh, Fat Finger. What was it? Fat fleshy fingers. Uh, uh it was <laughs> Fat fleshy fingers. Yeah, nice. Yeah, don't know what that one is either. I just like the names of his stuff. The Greasy Strangler. Tell me more, sir. Yeah. So there you go, Michael St. Michael's, a true uh, star. All right, next up <laughs> is the Garbage Man. A character that I thought was going to be way more involved in this movie. Yeah, I did too. So, The Garbage Man is played by uh, Cliff Watts. Uh, His other credits include The Reluctant Robot. So curious about what that title means. Uh, And then uh, Roller Coaster to Hell. Not that curious about that title, but The Reluctant Robot? Does any robot really have a say in its creation? Yeah, it's it's just like... Such a strange idea. I want to press this button for this thing to do what I told it to do, and it's like... "Mm." Like, I feel like all robots are reluctant in that regard. I guess, like, yeah. they don't choose to become alive. 
Next up is um, Maria, the maid that we get a lot of unexpected backstory for. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah, uh, played by Libby Russler. Uh, she's in Midnight Caller, The Babysitter's Club, which is a TV show, but I didn't see how many episodes she was in of that. And then 100 Center Street. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's it. That's it for for uh, for Libby, Libby Russler. And now we're just going to have a bunch of people that have basically been in nothing else. So I'm just going to name them because I like to at least bring up people who play right. as characters that yeah. die. Right. So we got uh, Mr. Ellison. Uh, that that would be April's father. It's played by Garrett Dressler. Nothing else. Uh, Bev Turchow, uh, played by Muffy Greco. Nothing else on IMDb. Uh, Abe Turchow, played by Walter Garrett. Nothing else. Hmm. Um, Jack, which is apparently the name of one of the zombies. Jack Stallman or Stellman, nothing else. The Bride, probably the most uh, distinct of the zombies, uh, played by uh, Diane Hadley. Nope, nothing else. And then the last one is a, a zombie credit is Jimmy D, as played by Patrick Treadway. And he's actually been in stuff, Shane. He's been in The Ward, The River Murders, Gang Camera, two episodes of Z Nation. The Sci-Fi Channel uh, we love Asylum that show. Joint. What? We love that show. We do. Yeah, this household, we love Z Nation. Yeah, we're a Z Nation first. <laughs> so, uh, Depth of Field. And then the last one is Raven, the animated films of Ron Ford. <laughs> Don't know who that is. But it's not Raven like Raven, mm. like a bird. It's Raven like R-A-V-I-N and then like an apostrophe. Like they're really they excited. dropped off the G. They're like yeah. real excited about yeah, it. there yeah. you go. And he's like a narrator in that. Great. There you go. There got, you go. One it. page. Got one it. page of credits for all of these people. Which is wild. Yes. No one has been in anything else, pretty much. So that's it. I shouldn't have thrown that pa- that paper because now your dog wants to come sit with me. Yeah. All right. So now that we've covered the cast and crew, did I miss anyone that you wanted to talk about? Because there are some other people in this, like the two delivery guys that are both named Donald. Um, no. There's like Donald and then White Donald. There's two of them. Um, and then. <laughs> okay. What the ones one's black and one's white, so that's it. The Don. Oh, and I guess like um, there's two more zombies that we didn't talk about. Uh, I think their credit is Ironhead, but in my notes I called him Lumberjack. <laughs> and then that's uh, then there's one that I think is credited is like the uh, how do they credit him? I think the Creeper. Oh, the blue guy. No, no, no. That's Jimmy D. And okay. I called him the Jock. Okay. Because he's wearing a Letterman jacket. Yeah, and he had the swooped hair. No, I'm talking about the one that's dressed like a film noir guy. He looks like Nick Valentine from yes. Fallout 4. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They call him like the creeper. Okay. But I called him a, uh, a detective because he looks like a film noir detective. That's so good. No idea who that guy is. He didn't have any other credits. That's, yeah. So that's, great. that's pretty much it is like those guys. And then did you want to talk about them? No. All right. Let, let's move on. To... What's next? <laughs> Well, what's next? Way to cue it up. Uh, yeah, next up is the plot description. Ooh. Effects, effects, possibly music, effects, music. Uh, ho- hopefully music. Hopefully music. Hopefully not a dog panting as she gets back up on me again. Yeah, we might have to Zoe, upstairs. you are a nightmare.
next up. I already did the. Uh, it and it. <laughs> I already did the uh, intro where I said plot description and then I made some sound effect sounds, which you'll leave in cruelly. Um, I mean cruelly. I mean you do them. I do, yeah. Basically, I'm a cartoon character. Um, all right. So now, uh, opening MGM Lion, Ars Gratia Artis. Actually, that's not. Is it? Does it say Ars Gratia Artis on the MGM logo? We have no way of finding out. I mean, I could Google it, but I don't know if it's worth my time to do that. But yeah, Leo the Lion is there. Someone look it up and get at us on Facebook. Hit us up on the on the uh, internet. On the gram. On the Instagram, yeah. Like, why not? Um, all right. So uh, the music, the, the opening credits are kind of basic. Um, you can almost tell that they have no budget for this thing. A few moments later. How far back do I have to go that we had to like do all that? I don't know. All right. Well, you'll just have to deal <coughs> with it in post. And the postman. <laughs> oh, the postman? The Kevin Costner movie? Dude, I so I've brought that up at work recently. I probably need to talk about movies less at work because I don't work in film. Nah. But I brought up uh, I brought up the Postman because I was talking about Waterworld and I was like, Waterworld is just basically Mad Max, you know, on yeah. water. And then someone was like, was like, yeah, it was like a period of time where Kevin, uh, uh, what was it Kevin um, Costner was making like bad movies, mm-hmm. and then he brought up the Postman. I'm like, yeah, but I actually like unironically love the postman i love that movie i can't get enough of it it's like kevin costner i i don't know why he just doesn't make bad movies well what about that robin hood one though i love that one. Oh no oh no show canceled <laughs> well the, the problem with that isn't even like the movie like i think alan rickman rules in that but his christian accent, slater's though, great his accent though morgan freeman's great didn't we talk about this before where you talked yes. about christian slater you thought he played little john but he plays no Will he Scarlet. plays yeah he plays little john's buddy Will Scarlet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, back Robin to the video. Robin Hood, Little John, walking through the forest. Oodle what a day. Isn't that from the animated one? Yeah, it is. You can't just go combining the bands. Can't combine the bands. Oh, what's the one? Uh, what's the the more recent one? The one where it's like a like a war in the Middle East allegory, kind of. Frozen. Like, what? What? No, there's a new Robin Hood. Oh. And it has like a. Uh, what is it? Taron Egerton in it or Egerton? Oh, I didn't watch that one. Yeah, and it has like Jamie Foxx as his like, like uh, teacher or something. This is a real movie. Don't you give? Don't you give me that look? So the audience can't see it, but I'm getting a very, uh, a very uh, quizzical look from Shane here. I feel like you're just describing this the is Kevin a... Costner Robin Hood, but with just different actors. No, 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 no. But well, it's in, it's impacted by that. But it's the new one. Okay, we'll watch it. It's like the like the King Arthur with the guy from uh, uh, from the b- motorcycle television program. Uh, Charlie Putnam. Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. The guy, the star of Pacific Rim. That guy. The, All right. <laughs> the only thing he's known for, the star of Pacific Rim. Not the, what was it, the Warhammer movie he was in? Was that Warhammer? No, that was Travis Fimmel from Vikings. Uh, he was in the Warhammer m- movie. Gotcha. Or wait, no, that was a Warcraft movie, not a Warhammer movie. Warcraft, World Warcraft. of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Jesus Christ. What happened? We are down. <laughs> Dude, time Ugh. has passed. This is, yeah, maybe recording in prison is not a good idea. That was way too far away. Anyways. Reincarnation doesn't have to be. <laughs> back to the. Space back. is the place the sky is the limit, yeah. 
<laughs> so cream of the crop. You can't just nah. Don't Macho Man without doing bone saws ready. Bone saws ready. I've got I'm you so for sick. Fifteen minutes. I usually can do his voice. I, it's, I'm so sick. <laughs> it's because you're sick. You can't do it. Yeah. Fifteen what? minutes. <laughs> Push through the pain. Um, yeah. So anyway, what was it? Oh, yeah. Back to the movie. Um, opening credits. We have some pretty sick piano music. So good. I like it. Yeah. I this, really like this music. Beats. Yeah. Deserved better from the filming. <laughs> I think that we just feel that way though because we just love these this style of music. It like, was so good. It was I'm very like, good. Yeah. They took every awesome horror movie from the late 70s and early 80s and was like, we got this. Yeah. It was no, so that's good. Mean. That, like the that music is a good. Some of the songs later, like the 80s style, like rock songs. I'm like, nah, not so much. Like with those. But like hell yeah, this like opening music over like a text crawl. Yeah, and it was just like like the opening credits too were just basically like what black screen, white letters. You know, they did the Halloween thing. It was great. Yeah, I loved it. It was very minimalist on the screen front, other than the the logo for Video Dead. Right. They obviously went all out on that with the reds and the blues. Right. So, blues are expensive. Houses of blues are. Um, smash cut to gentle piano music in a house in autumn. Um, there's a man sleeping in his bed uh, when a high light delivery truck or van rolls up. That's when we get our two Donalds. Did you notice that they both had Donalds? Yes, I did. Yeah, that was so cool. Um, so they, uh, they those dudes in their orange jump jumpsuits get out and they grab like a huge wooden crate. Uh, they go to the door um, and ring the doorbell. Sleeping man is not interested in this and tells them to go away. Mm-hmm. But eventually they do wake him up. Um, also, did you notice that he had like a dead as hell goldfish? Yeah. I, I didn't really understand. Why that. did I we have know. to see that? So he just like turns and looks at his goldfish bowl. And there's a goldfish that is not even recently dead. That water is putrid looking. Yeah. I think they were just trying to show how aloof he was and like out of touch. Just how much this guy sucks. Yeah. Even though he's a famous author. Um, yeah, so he gets to the door and they ask if he's Mr. Jordan, which he says that he is, um, which is kind of weird because like the package isn't meant for Mr. Jordan. It's meant for the Institute of the Occult. So man, this delivery company sucks. Well, Um, they, they do talk about that. About how like headquarters is mixing up all the orders and stuff like that. Yeah, so he's he is Mr. Jordan, and it, that means he was supposed to get a different package though. What was his? I don't know. That's what I was gonna say. So he was supposed to get another package, but he's like, I didn't order anything. He, you know what I bet? You know what I bet it was? Mm, Goldfish, goldfish food. <laughs> it's like, all of it's connected, baby. This is movie so tightly plotted. Um, yeah. So he goes to the door, and like he asks them for a cigarette, and the one guy's like, I don't smoke, and the other guy's like, I just chew, and then he just spits like a wad of yeah, tobacco great. on the ground, like gross. Uh, this. This guy you barely know. Who just wakes up and is like, hey, you got a cigarette? Like, I just met you. Like, you opened my door and gave me this weird package. Yeah, yeah. And the first thing he asks him for is a cigarette. I mean, priorities, baby. So, um, yeah, so Mr. Jordan says that he hasn't ordered anything with pizza in the last six months. Um, and they're like, hey, but it's not COD. You can just have this package even though you claim you didn't right. order it. They just want that thing out of their custody, which is probably smart because it is a video dead machine. <laughs> it uh, It brings out zombies. Um, so he has them bring it into his place and he goes into like what his living room, which has like a shelf with a series of books on it. And one of them is Gary Jennings Aztec. Yeah. Did you notice that? I did. Uh, I only noticed that because I have that book. I bought it at like a library book sale. And I was like, that looks exactly like a book that's on my shelf you, as we You're speak. like that Leo DiCaprio meme. You're like, hey, 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 hey. You're pointing, <laughs> pointing to click, click it. That's me. That's my book. Dude, I can't whistle very well. Isn't that pointing? Yeah. So, 
<laughs> don't let it stop you from you, trying. You like though. paused it. Like, I could I, see you doing that. I did pause okay. it because I wanted to see if I noticed any other books on his shelf, but I didn't. They, there wasn't. It was not very clear. It's just that one has a. It's a very big. Like the hardcover of it is like really big, mm-hmm. and Aztec is in such big letters. So it's like, oh, right, Gary Jennings Aztec. Yeah, <laughs> I have that book. So there you go. That's one of his books. He opens it up. And there's a TV. Um, which, by the way, he like goes to town on that box because it's yeah. like uh, it's like packed in with like newspaper packing material. Just paper. And he just gets like a, a hammer and just like knocks the walls down of that like of that box. Um, but he's disappointed in the fact that he has a TV uh, in there because he doesn't watch TV and he doesn't know who would send it to him. It's like, man, how how much different are the times? The, imagine someone telling you right now they don't watch TV. I'd be like, that person's a psychopath. Imagine someone would be pissed about getting a free TV. I know. Well, I mean, back then TVs were really bulky, though. It's like, where am I supposed to put this? True. Nowadays, we got them flat ones. Yeah. I could put them anywhere. I could mount them on a wall. Put one in a backpack. <laughs> put it in a backpack. Put it in the, in the living room. Put it in the dining room. Um, yeah, so uh, the TV uh, does turn itself on. Uh, while the man is typing on his typewriter, that's how you know he's an author. Yeah, because he has a typewriter. It's not the dead goldfish. Nope, it's the it's the it's not. Yeah, how would the what do you mean the dead goldfish? How would that tell us that he's a writer? I'm trying to think of the Johnny Depp. Uh, was it the Secret Window or whatever? Oh yeah, Secret Window, the one where he like murders his wife or something and his dog. What he kills his dog in that? Yeah, I've never seen that movie. I'll be honest. I've read the story, Secret Window, Secret Garden or whatever. Isn't that the name of it? Yeah, well he killed. Yeah, he kills his dog. So. I don't know that you had in the movie, though. Yeah. Do you see one with John Cusack where he's in, like, a hotel room? 1308. Is that what it is? I thought it was 1408. Someone write in and tell yeah, us the name tell, of this John Cusack I'll, movie. I'll leave that, that pregnant pause in there. Definitely. Um, so oh, you didn't crack me this time. Where was, Where were we? Um <laughs> Uh, so he's like typing on his typewriter, which one of the IMDb trivia things is like, that's the very typewriter the screenplay is typed on. I'm like, do you know that? Do you know that is true? Or are you just putting that in the like this, the trivia? Just to judging by the budget, I wouldn't be shocked that the, that, <laughs> that, was, that, that was some guy's typewriter. He's like, hey, I wrote the script on here. And it's like, hey, can we like use that? Hey, we need a typewriter to establish this guy as an author. Can yeah. you just bring one from home? Can you also bring your dead goldfish? Well, yeah, I do have one of those because I'm a writer. Because oh. apparently, according to you, Shane, that's how you know someone's a writer. I'm just saying, goldfish. Um, so yeah, back to um, what he's doing. So he's uh, the TV turns itself on, and the movie is called Zombie Blood Nightmare. Yep, great and, title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he uh, keeps. I was like, I put in my notes a movie that would interest me, but not this man. He's not interested in it. I would be very interested in Zombie Blood Nightmare. Great music. Uh, yeah, it's got some pretty sick music. Yeah, some orchestral score yeah. going on, um, but like the kind that you see in like like an old fifties movie, like like a lot of strings. Yeah, you know, good stuff. Um, so he, yeah, so it keeps turning itself back on, and he's like turning it off, and then he finally what unplugs it, uh, which is cool because the scene uh, instantly fades uh, when he unplugs it. I don't know if you noticed that when he unplugged the TV, like this it faded to black. Yeah, and move on to the next scene. Cool scene transition. Yeah, it was great. You don't get a lot of those. Um, later on, despite being unplugged, the TV once again turns itself on, and one of the zombies uh, recognizes that it's on TV. And uh, there's some, like, at first, like, kind of poor electrical effects, but I think they get better as the scene goes on. 
They, they're they're like post animation effects. Like yeah, but they weren't like they weren't like bad. I like they weren't they weren't green, which is a plus. That's true. They were blue, like electricity is. Yeah, and they weren't as bad as like chopping mall electricity. So wow, shots fired. I one mean, of our favorite a, movies. That was a bad. The electric was bad. We even said that. Yeah, they were bad. <laughs> um. Yeah. So what what was it that happens here? So, um. The TV. Oh yeah, the poor author man. He's slumbering peacefully in his bed. Then the electrical effects start to get better. The TV like tips backwards, and like the zombie's head is like emerging into the real world from there. Like clearly they had the TV flip on its back so they could have him come up from under it. Yeah, but it looks cool. I think it's effective. It does look cool. So yeah, he comes out of there. Um. then there's just like a cutaway and we see like the feet as like five zombies walk by, which are our main five zombies that we will come to know and love throughout this movie. There are five, right? You good, dog? All right. You know, Zoe's in here while we record and we're going to talk about a dog that dies in this movie. You done? All right. Like, moving on. Um, so what is it? Uh, oh, yeah, the next day, the highlight delivery guys arrive again, both of the Donalds. Um, the TV was not meant for the author. It was supposed to go to the Institute for the Studies of the Occult, because, of course, that's the name of a thing, and they mixed it up. And, hey, if any of you are wondering, no, that will not be important at all. The Institute the, for the Studies of for the Occult? For the rest of the movie. Yeah, they seem, like, weirdly unconcerned of the fact that this evil TV is out in the world. Well, they don't, but they don't know about it. Well, I thought that they did they no, not the know guy, that they No, the guy the guy admitted that he would just mail it to them cuz he didn't know what to do. Oh, that's it. hilarious. You're talking about uh Joshua, yeah. Joshua Daniels. Yeah. Our Daniels. Obi-Wan character who will roll back in here later. Um yeah, 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 cow shit. So, yeah, that yeah, that bit. That's going to be really funny to talk about. Um so yeah, after getting no answer and they ring the doorbell, they open the door because of course, right. movies. Um and then of course, though Mr. Jordan is dead. He's got like a party hat on for some reason. He's like tied to the chair. This is the first time that you see just the absolute comedy gold that these zombies have. Like the, their sense of irony is so good. Why did they give him a party hat though? I don't. I don't understand. know who like the they're... fuck knows, but man, I'm gonna tell you some of the other kills they do and other stuff they do is hilarious. Let me tell you, they think that too. Yeah, they laugh like gleefully at all of the murders they commit. I'm like, finally, <laughs> some, some zombies with a sense of humor. Yeah. Um. Okay. Smash slut. <laughs> smash slut. Smash, smash slut. <laughs> smash slut. <cut>. Smash. <laughs> Let me hold on. Okay. All right. Smash cut to a title card that says three months later. Um, the house has got a for sale sign in front, but it has a sold sticker suggesting the house has been sold. Wow, I can't believe I put that in my notes. That's like obvious. Okay, uh, there's some kind of like a computer company truck that pulls up to the house. Yeah, which I thought was weird, but I guess they're the movers for the company that like the dad works the, for. Yeah, the the Blair parents work for. Yeah, very uh, very neglectful parents. Um, at that. Uh, yeah, so like, uh, there's some upbeat music. It's playing as a girl is sleeping in uh, a cab with a very uh, precarious key with a ribbon on it in her hand to establish that that's the house key. House key. I never would have put that together. No, that's like that's the kind of tight editing we got here. Um, uh, so, yeah, the cabbie, uh, you know, when they get there, they instructs her to pay $23.60, which is kind of weird because it started out at like $9 and it jumped to $23.60. I'm like, mm, something sus. I think here. you hit the button. He was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, if she's sleeping. She won't notice that I changed the numbers. Um, 
And then she's, there's like a weird exchange where she's like, oh, is this the place? And he's like, I thought you said this is your house. She's like, it's my parents' house. And also, I've never been here. And also, my parents have never been here. Uh, they just got it from their work or whatever. It's like a lot of a lot of backstory for like this random cabbie to like be given. Yeah. It's like, hey, lady, just give me my 23 bucks like and get out of here. The writer's like, hey, you know when we need exposition? Right now. Yeah, exposition right now. Uh, the girl, as we know, is Zoe. Uh, one of our main characters and our final girl spoiler alert um so there's two men from the computer company that are waiting for her um and uh she's not alarmed by their presence so i guess she knew they would be there like like they said they were movers but they were definitely from the company that her parents worked for yeah they weren't a moving company it's a computer company of some kind i'm sure they have money (sighs) anyways uh zoe is putting away glasses in the cupboard at the new house um as we see an unseen set, or I mean, I guess we see the feet, but of an unseen yeah. individual approaching, uh, shambling as if a zombie. Hey, but it's not a zombie, Shane. It's this was actually an effective It's a shot. Jump sc- yeah, it's a fake out. I liked scare. it. I liked no, it. it was a good shot. It was just yeah. like, it was actually her brother, Jeff. And he, he also scares her and she breaks a glass. I'm like, yeah. wow, just moving in and already breaking glasses everywhere. Um. So this is where um, we kind of get a, a dinner scene between them that gives us even more exposition. They talk about how their parents are going to be returning to the country next week. They've been in Saudi Arabia for a while. Um, and Zoe says that they're going to be back for good this time. And Jeff is bitter about their absence most of their lives. It's like, oh, now that we're mostly grown, they decide to become parents again. It's like, man, you got a lot of stuff to work through. <laughs> but unfortunately, this is the 80s. And he is a man, so he's not going to get the emotional help he desperately needs. Right. Um, Shocker. <laughs> toxic masculinity. You don't uh, so, say. Uh, yeah, Zoe is talking about how she's starting her first semester in university. Uh, Shane, hey, what's her major? Uh, aerobics. Yeah. Which Jeff is like, that's not a real major. I agree. And then uh, what is her minor? Oh my god! Do you remember this one? It was uh, music videos. Yeah, music videos. Yeah, it was. It was terrible. Yeah. yeah. So like, oh yeah. I mean, at least those two things go together, I guess. Aerobics and music videos. Why not? Th- that is true. Yeah. That's a that's a three year degree, I think. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be out you know? in three. Yeah. I uh, very. That's not a real major or minor, is it? In real life, like you can't minor in music videos. You can minor in video production, and then you can major in like th- performing arts, like dance, but. Would that be what aerobics is? I would have thought that would have been more like fitness of some kind. I, I don't know. Like it. <sighs> Either way, that's what she's doing. Because like, I don't know. That's actually a great question. Well, we don't have time to think about it because a truck arrives at the front of the house and is from Texas. Thank God. <laughs> so surely it must be some kind of trouble. There's a man in a cowboy hat who we will later learn is Joshua Daniels. And by later, I mean he introduces himself as Joshua Daniels instantly to Jeff. Uh, he tells Jeff about the crate that was delivered to their house by mistake, which we knew about because of the author, Jordan. Um, and since they just moved in, Jeff is like, I don't know anything about a package. Um, I don't know anything about the previous occupants because uh, my father's company uh, like got this house. So just very dismissive, even though I think that at this point, Daniels is trying to explain to him. Yeah, he tells him. That's my next note. Uh, Daniels tells Jeff that the package is a TV that looks normal but isn't, and more lives will be lost if it isn't found. But Jeff is dismissive, which he'll come to regret dearly. It looks like you have something to say. Do you have something to say, or are you just like in thought right no, now? No, I, I I did, but I'm just like it, it. Like 
he have you ever seen Hee Haw? What? The show Hee Haw? No. It's like the old like Western sketch comedy show. You used to always see like infomercials for like reruns and stuff. Wait, is that the one with the fucking puppet? No, that's Howdy Doody. That's it? Howdy Doody. But but like so like him coming up like he's got his hat in his hand on his chest. He's like, "Gee, Mister, I, I sure do." Like it was just weird. Like it was a very weird. Well, he had to have a cowboy hat because how else would you know that he's from Texas? We're free. Do you expect people? Yeah, the dog just left everyone. Um, but how do you, if you don't have a cowboy hat, how will people know you're from Texas? I, I know. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Daniels um, appropriately shouts at Jeff after Jeff shuts the door that he's a damn fool. Uh, Zoe asks who it was, and Jeff like incorrectly reports to her there was a man that seemed like it was trying to uh, get them to buy a TV. Yeah, like in what world is that? What was happening there? He wanted he right. wanted to find a TV that you already have. Oh, Jeff, you'll regret that when your girlfriend is dead. Um, I think girlfriend's a little strong of a. Title. It was going that way until her family was murdered. Yeah. Um, and then her. Well, <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, so yeah, so, uh, smash cut to the TV, which is now in the attic, but like alone in the middle of the room. <laughs> yeah. Very funny. Like who put it there? Yeah. I know. That's just where it lives now. Yeah. The TV can move itself. Um, uh, Jeff, uh, while combing his hair in front of a mirror for a really long time, uh, he hears the voice of a woman from the TV and it's the woman yeah. from like that, the nun, yeah. the nun's the woman. band. She's only credited as the woman. I yeah. don't know how it's the creditor. Um, she's talking to Jeff and telling him that she loves him and wants him to make love to her and that he should come up to the attic and he goes up there and obviously, you know, she's on the TV. She's not a real person. Right. Yet. Oh yeah. Zoe comes in and is trying to get Jeff to come help her, like get stuff set up. Um, but he's in his room. He had brought the TV into his room. Uh, and she says, Oh great. Now we have three TVs. That's how you know that they're well off in the eighties. Three TVs. That's madness. Um, so Jeff, uh, while earlier dismissive, uh, does question whether this is the TV that uh, that old buzzard was asking about. Like, yeah, Jeff, it's the TV, bro. Of course. Like, what are you talking about? Like, Jeff, Jeff is not a smart man. He's not. Yeah. Yeah. He will he will pay the price for his foolishness. Yeah. So there's some '80s music that chimes in as uh, a, 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 another girl is walking outside with a poodle in a sweater. So that's chocolate. Is the name of the poodle. Oh my god. I hated this scene. <laughs> Why? Because Because they're so mean to this dog for no, no reason. Well yeah. But Jeff call, calls it chocolate, which is normal. It was like chocolate. Chocolate. Oh, when she's young I was from, like, like chocolate. Like, like why the fuck don't you just did it. You did it like like perfectly how she did it. Yeah. That's how Ugh. that's how it's pronounced. That's how that word's pronounced. It's chocolate. 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 All right. As played by, I didn't say this in the cast and crew, but it's played by Bachelor. That's, That's awesome. the name of the dog That's actor great. that plays the poodle. Um. So yeah. So uh, this uh, the girl who we will later learn is April. Uh, she frightens Jeff by walking up behind him and says hello there. Uh, but Jeff doesn't say General Kenobi because it's not 2005 yet. So Star Wars Episode Three doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's ever going to be a time in my life now where someone's going to say hello there to me, and I don't say General Kenobi. Hello there, General Kenobi. Although I, did, I think I did that one more like Watto than like Grievous, but 
in any case, uh, the girl introduces herself as April, the new neighbor, and uh, Jeff invites her inside to get a drink, uh, which she agrees to as long as the dog can come in. Um, and then once they're inside, uh, April asks her if she can let the dog off the leash because he's been wearing her arm out, which seems silly because it's a little tiny dog. Yeah. Whatever. But that's a, the, Jeff's okay with that because he says he loves animals. But then April says she wouldn't count poodles as animals, and Jeff agrees that he also hates poodles. I'm like, why are they so mean to poodles? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, it's not my favorite breed of dog, but, like, still... I think Jeff was just trying to play all his hand. You know no, I mean? yeah, Jeff yeah. was like over here trying to like score some points with yeah, this new girl for sure. that he's met. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what is it? Uh, Jeff noticing that their fridge is empty because, of course, they just moved in. What drinks do you think he had? And he's like, hey, as a change of pace, why don't I get us some fresh water straight from the tap? It's like, that was good, pretty smooth. Yeah, good hard seller, but yeah. he did it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Dipshit, you literally have been there for like 18 hours. Like, why would you have drinks? Yeah, in why would you fridge? have anything yeah. in here in this fridge? But yeah. yeah, they don't notice, however, that the sweatered poodle chocolate. Hey, chocolate. Also, like, what the what were they supposed to eat? The family? Well, I mean, like, so they didn't have a car. Oh, yeah, they didn't have a car. Did so, they? like, what the fuck were the parents? Like, what were the kids just going to like? The, the parents were like, I really kind of hope something weird happens to them with like zombies coming from a TV because we can't feed them. Well, yeah, these these are very neglectful parents. I don't think they put a lot of thought into what their yeah. kids were going to do. Right. But they presumably had some money because she's able to pay cash for the cab. Yeah, I mean, they live in Saudi Arabia, so. Was that like a place where you have to be rich to live? I don't know. I just thrown it out there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I wonder about that, though. Like, what were they supposed to eat or how? Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I assume they were supposed to, like, order pizza. Because we don't really get an idea for, like... <laughs> Like, this is, like, uh, one of the things I think that plays in this movie's benefit is I don't really get a sense of place from it. Right. It feels like it's literally just, like, this cul-de-sac neighborhood, like a dead-end neighborhood, mm. and like, this random I picked area. Missouri. Really? Yeah, because, like, they said Midwest, right? Did they? I don't know. I don't think they did. The only he, I think the only sense of place we get is that uh, Daniels not Texas. says that he drove, well, he says he drove three days. He drove three days? He said three days. He says that, dude. He says he drove three days. So three days would be Maine, like north, like northeast. It's got it. Yeah, it's got to be northeast or, or Canada north, even. Northwest could be Canada. Yeah, it could be Canada. Do you think it's like Washington? Yeah, or like Washington. Um, I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna Google this. You're gonna Google what's three days away from Texas? No. Because you could almost spend an entire day in Texas, depending it's, on what part of Texas. So you're it's in. 29 hours to drive from Pennsylvania to Texas, from Western Pennsylvania to Texas, straight. What part of Texas? Houston. Okay. And judging from that guy's weird get up and boots, I'd say he's probably from like the weird part of Texas. Dallas. Dallas or like Midland, like Odessa. Odessa. Isn't that a Odessa. city in Russia? No, Odessa's Texas. Oh. Are you sure that there's not an Odessa in, in Russia? So it was filmed in California. Um, I'm assuming it was probably probably central northern California. So it's 12 hours from to get across Texas from Houston to El Paso, and then it would be it would be about three days to get to California. Well, and that was the 80s too. I'm sure that like roads weren't as good, right? Right. Well, I mean, not that our infrastructure is the best right now. Considering that our government doesn't fund it appropriately. <laughs> Let's hey get political yo. right now. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Um, 
Any who's. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. Jeff is explaining to April about where their parents are. Uh, his him and Zoe's not April's parents. He doesn't know April's right. parents. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the poodle's running to the woods and just barking constantly because, of course, they have to establish it's a yappy dog. Yeah, they couldn't shut the front door. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Well, that's kind of on April. She was the second one in. But um, she also doesn't live there. So, you know, Jeff should take some responsibility right. for it. Uh, it doesn't matter because what is what is uh, chocolate come face to face with? Chocolate? No, a zombie. Oh. A zo- come on, son. All right. It's a zombie. So, yeah, he finds this. Uh, he finds a zombie and we get like a cutaway where he goes, yop, yop, yop. Um, <laughs> that's good. So the April is now yelling for chocolate. You don't like that I'm saying It was that so you. bad, though. Like Chocolate. Yeah, that like it was the cadence. It yeah, was just like. She's like yelling for him. Um, like you don't have to emphasize some of those syllables. Yeah. Uh, Jeff says that it couldn't have gotten far, which I don't know how he knows that. Dogs are fast. Right. Uh, and then there's like this random. April is like the, the skunk part. Giving, yeah. yeah. So April always gives like backstories to stuff that we don't need. And in this case, uh, she explains that chocolate likes to mate with skunks in the woods. But they don't like it and spray him, which turns him on more. Yeah, I, why I, did we need to know that? I don't know. And and like honestly, I, why? Like someone wrote that down, and then edited it and was like, "This is gonna be. This is it. This is a line to keep in the movie. This is what we keep, guys. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So what what concerns me is what they cut out. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't get the feeling they cut a lot out of this thing. It doesn't yeah. seem like it's like the tightest edited thing. Jeez. Um, so now uh, April drops some additional backstory that's not about this dog's sexual proclivities and asks uh, Jeff if uh, it's weird to be living in the murder house. Uh, and then he's like, hey, what? <laughs> and then she explains about the murder of, uh, uh, you know, Henry Jordan, the author. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Jeff uh, seems to be concerned about it. Uh, but April immediately changes the subject back to looking for the dog and they just don't talk about it anymore. Uh, obviously, Chocolate's dead. They find his corpse. Um, and Jeff says that it looks like he had a heart attack and I put in my notes. Does it like, how would he know? How would, yeah. Like, how do you know if it had a heart attack? Yeah. Like, um, maybe, maybe it met its first skunk. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Uh, April is worried because, uh, the dog belongs to Abe and Bev, uh, Turchow, uh, later will be murdered. But, um, so, uh, she's gives additional backstory about them that like, uh, they worship the dog because uh, they don't have kids, so the dog is like their kid. Right. So yeah, there you go. More more uh, backstory that we didn't need. Uh, none of them notice a zombie that's like next to them. Does like no one in this thing have peripheral vision? Yeah, my dude. There's a couple like, other scenes where they're like walking, and what I kind of thought was like maybe, like, because of like for us they want us to see it, but maybe like it was the brush was too thick. I don't know. It wasn't. Who like, knows? They should yeah, have seen that zombie standing right. there. But it doesn't matter. Uh, they walk back towards the house carrying the corpse of chocolate. Um, and the zombie is following them. Um, and I saw, like, I, like I, I've mentioned before that I always look up the Wikipedia uh, synopsis of these things. Which, by the way, this Wikipedia one is out of order. It has some events, really? like, out of order. And then it says it like, and then they led the zombie back. It's like, my dude, the zombie's already been to the house. It killed a guy there. It's where it came from. Like, right. it doesn't need to follow them to the house. Makes no sense. But it doesn't matter. Um, so in order to help April not get in trouble, uh, Jeff comes up with a plan to claim that, that uh, some jerk threw a ball and the dog died by swallowing the ball. And then April can blame that person. Um, 
And April's like, that's sick, but do you think it'll work? He's like, yeah, just like stuff a ball down its throat. I'm like, why Why can't it just be a heart attack? <laughs> like, why does it have to be this other bit? Yeah, really. Yeah. Anyways, um, so, uh, you know, we cut to later when Jeff calls April on the phone on a landline. Shane. What's that? So basically, b- before celly- cellular phone technology. Listen up, kids. This is for you. This is for you, children. Uh, you used to have to, like, dial a phone that had a, like, a line. Overland. Overland. Do you know that, like, uh, landlines now aren't even, like, lines anymore? They're, like, digital. Because I, I was going to get so a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. Um, I have Xfinity service. Uh and I was going to add a landline because my mom's always like, you got to have, you know, you got to have a landline right. in case you need to be reached in case like something goes wrong. And I looked it up and I was like, if I'm going to have a landline, you know what kind of phone I'm going to get? A rotary phone. Right. Yeah. They don't. Like one of those heavy ones. They don't work anymore because no. the lines are digital. They aren't like actual lines. Yeah. Especially Comcast is all cable. What? Yeah. So they don't use fiber. Oh yeah, that's true. That's another reason why like they they laid some fiber lines on my road, and I was like, finally, I can get Verizon and get like FiOS, but they won't give it to me. What's crazy, like and again, off topic, but like we've had we've had fiber optics for like a long fucking time, and uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, this is going really slow, so I gotta pick up the pace a little bit. Um, so yeah, uh, Jeff calls April, and uh, Maria, April's housekeeper, answers the phone. Uh, and April reports to Jeff that his plan worked. Uh-oh, but what happened? Um, for some reason, April told the church house that it was Jeff who threw the ball. Yeah. Because it's the only name that could pop into her head. Uh, but told him not to worry because they probably won't press charges. <laughs> it's like, man, like, she just threw you right under the bus, dude. You're new here. Yeah. Luckily, the church house will not survive long. Yeah. Um, she hooked this kid. Hook, line, sinker. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's got he, him under her thumb. He's toast. Um, so, yeah, Jeff is concerned, uh, but April says she'll make it up to him. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Um, and then for some reason, she... <laughs> yeah, I put here that she's the queen of unnecessary backstory. She tells Jeff that her dad is sleeping with their maid, Maria. Right. Why? I don't know. Why did we need to know that? Yeah. Just to justify later why she's in bed with him and then, like, gets out of bed when she hears the blender going and gets murdered. Who knows? Uh, Jeff is obviously displeased with how that entire conversation went. Um, and then like he says, when he hangs the phone, he's like, girls. She's like, yeah, dude, I don't think that's a girls thing. Like this, April seems like bad news. He might want to steer clear. Um, he's not going to steer clear, though. Um, then he notices the TV. Uh, so he places it on his dresser and turns it on to watch Zombie Blood Nightmare uh, and then smoke some weed. So, uh, yeah. It, it, there's like a funny bit where like the zombies like approaching like a 1950s style housewife. Yeah, He's like, go for it, dude. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, man. Uh, not exactly, you know, mystery science theater level of riffing, but at least he's participating. He's trying. Yeah, he's doing his best. Uh, the TV goes to static, um, but then uh, when Jeff like fiddles with it a little bit, um, he sees like a house on the screen, and then goes back to like um, smoke some weed. But the woman from earlier, yeah appears on this on the tv screen uh and tells jeff like it kind of makes fun of him like hey too bad your girlfriend couldn't keep you company huh jeff he's like oh i must be high what's happening Uh, he thinks it's the weed and he puts out his joint but then when he looks up the woman has emerged from the tv um 
And for some reason, I guess because he's a horny teenager, he doesn't find this alarming uh, because, you know, the woman disrobes and walks towards him and starts like making out with him. Um, he says that he can't believe that this is really happening, which is a sentiment that he should be more concerned with. Yes. That is a problem. Like, I don't know. It's been a while since I was a teenager, but I feel like if someone emerged from my television, I would not just take it in stride. I would have uh, concerns and also questions. And alarm. Well, a lot of alarm. But this was the first time, though, because like, it's like, okay, why didn't she kill him? Because he wasn't afraid of her. So I thought that was kind of interesting because that's like a huge plot point later. Well, yeah, but like she didn't show up as a zombie. She showed up as an attractive woman. Right. Like, how's that supposed to be make him afraid? Well, other than the fact that she emerged from a television. Yeah. And he's not concerned with that. Right. Ugh, it doesn't matter. But um, she is a zombie or a creature. They're not really zombies. Okay. So we're going to have to have a conversation yeah. about this. Is she one of the video dead? Yes. Well, we see that later when the garbage man. Yep. You're right. But, like, why is it that she has human form and the other ones don't? I don't, I don't think that. I don't think these things are zombies. Well, they're not. They're the video dead. Yeah, I think I think they're like a, some kind of entity, like yeah. an like an SCP. Like the TV would be like an SCP. What you know, thrown out? Oh my god! Are, oh, are you talking about those like, like the Alan uh, Wake things? Like the isn't it uh, SCP or yeah, like the things from like those internet videos? Like yeah, or about? like Cabin in the Woods. What? What? What are you talking about? Cabin in the Woods, the movie, like with, like where the people are like being hunted by like the redneck zombie family. No, Cabin in the Woods is the one where they have to sacrifice the kids so the world doesn't end. Yeah. Yeah, but that so that that's the foundation. So they have the SCPs, and then they have to have the SCPs kill them. Oh, is remember that that's is? why they were taking bets and like they and then they roll. Well, I mean, the, I knew that part, but I didn't know that, that was supposed to be that foundation. Yeah. Oh, I never made that connection. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I have thoughts on this. We'll get into it. Um, but but uh, she definitely was a video dead. No, no, she was. I just don't understand why her tactic was different. I think because I think so, like, like when was Elvira big? What years? Oh, the 80s. Like this, so, this like, I, era, I think like. they were just trying to pick popular horror tropes. Oh, uh, that's fair. Yeah. So it was kind of like, I think. Um, where was I? Oh yeah, so like she's like making out with Jeff and like like oh, I've been waiting for this for a long time, presumably to murder him, but then she doesn't. She just cu- it just cuts to the TV. There's some more electricity that happens, and then she's in the TV now laughing at him. Right. That's what I mean. Like it is she's just being mean. She but he didn't show murdered. fear though, so that was a huge. That's a huge plot point later. Like, why would she be scared? Why would he be scared of her? Though? I know, but the, but that's what causes them to kill you. Remember? Yeah, that's what I mean. I was just wondering, like, if her rules were different from the other video dead. It doesn't matter. A guy walks into the room with her. Hey, we'll like, also never know. No, so, I mean the yeah. movie doesn't explain it. Um. So, so she okay. So like. A guy walks into the room with her behind her on the TV and slits her throat, which was pretty gnarly. I didn't expect that. that yeah, like goes for it. Deep. Yeah. So uh, Jeff explains that they look like us, but inside they are different and have no souls. <laughs> so, well, the garbage man says that. That's the garbage man. Yeah. Yeah. 
the man who like kills her. He yeah. doesn't. He hasn't introduced himself as the garbage man yet. He starts right. out by like giving some exposition. Right. Um. But yeah. But then the garbage man tells Jeff uh, that he needs to lock the TV in the basement and then put a mirror with the shiny side towards the screen because they hate mirrors. And let me tell you, they do. Um. So Jeff still is, despite everything he's seen, is not like ready for supernatural stuff. So instead, he goes and flushes his weed down the toilet. It's like that's it for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. done with weed. Never again. Yeah, the next morning he wakes up and finds uh, the mysterious woman's dress is still in his room. Now he knows supernatural shit is happening, right. baby. So he's finally on board. Um, so uh, he takes the TV to the basement like the garbage man told him and attempts to uh, like tape a mirror uh, to the TV when a zombie hand reaches out. Gets him. It gets him. Um, and then after a struggle, he, he reaches... Into the toolbox and pulls out a hatchet? Yeah. Is that where you keep your hatchets in your toolbox? I don't know. And it wasn't even a Chekhov's hatchet. We didn't even see it earlier. No, no. It wasn't like it was established. It's a fresh hatchet. hatchet. waiting for its opportunity. Yeah, no. And it's the only time we get hatchet action. You'd think I'd see more. Nope. Um, so, yeah, he, uh, what is it? He he gets the hatchet, cuts off the hand, and then, you know, tapes the, the mirror to the TV. And the TV's, like, bleeding, which is kind of a cool effect. I like that. Um, and then Jeff's like covered in blood. He just like takes off his shirt and wipes the blood off. And I put, it seems like an excuse to have him take his shirt off. Cause he didn't really need to do that. Yeah. Um, but then he notices that the severed zombie hand is still moving because it's video dead. Right. Um, which is kind of counterintuitive to the rest of the rules that we will learn about the zombies. It is. Yes. Because we will later learn that they believing that they are alive if you do something that should kill them, then they will feign death and then that'll be it. But this one, like its hand gets cut off. That hand should now be off and know it's dead, but it doesn't. So I agree with you. They do say that, but they don't ever like, there's only a couple times where that happens. And the one gets her head chopped off. Well, that's later though. They So I'm actually, I have a theory about that. Okay. But we'll get there. Yeah, but so, like, they can operate independent of their appendages. No, they can. Yeah. But I was saying that, like, according to the rules, they shouldn't try to. Right Once that hand is cut off, it shouldn't believe that it's still an active hand. Right. But it is. But it doesn't matter, because Jeff takes it upstairs, and we get, a, like, a really uh, too realistic scene of a very dirty sink area. I did not like this. Yeah, I really didn't get that. <laughs> it's like, do we really need to see how dirty their sink is? Um, it doesn't matter because what is it? He, um, takes the hand and puts it down the garbage disposal. Um, although, uh, and then that seems to work, but, uh, Zoe rolls in and is like sus that he's like, you're up at six 30 in the morning doing cleaning. All right. What are you up to brother of mine? He's like nothing. Yeah, so I'm just cleaning just normal teenage boy stuff. Uh, Zoe questions where the hallway mirror went. Uh, but Jeff, uh, <laughs> Probably thinking he's losing his mind doesn't explain what's happening to her now, um, which is weird because she's the one who, like, as we'll find out, actually masters this game of dealing with video. Yeah, dead. for sure. Um, it takes her a while, though. Oh, it does. Yeah, yeah. Almost too long. Yeah. And Zoe's like, uh, like, why are you acting so strange? She's like, that's how I am. I'm a strange person. This is how I do stuff. It's yeah, that like, was a solid. It's kind of funny. It's like, solid response. Well, I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm a teenage boy. I'm weird. Deal right. with it. So, um, yeah, so uh, we cut to April's house. She's heading out to school in a rather sharp outfit, in my opinion. She had, like, that 
uh, sweater kind of around yeah. her shoulders. She's like, you know, she, she's stylish as all get out. Um, she yells up to up the stairs to her dad that she's leaving for school, and he doesn't answer her or see her off, suggesting that her home life maybe isn't the best. Right. Also, he's in bed with his uh, his maid. Which is, like, weird that she's still the maid, but then sleeps in. It's his girlfriend. I know, but she still dresses like a maid. I know. So does that imply he still pays her? <laughs> like, right? Because that feels gross. I know. I'm just saying. I don't know. Yeah, they have a very... This is a pyrodynamic at hand here that is not... I'm not comfortable with it. Yeah, I don't know. So... Um, I guess in, in that regard, then uh, April's right. It is gross. <laughs> like their situation is very gross. Um, so what is it? Um, so oh yeah, I, I put the so father's in bed with the maid in bed with the maid, uh, which I guess we knew, but it's a weird thing to establish just so they can presumably die now, and die they shall as we see the five zombies heading towards April's house, and the zombies have names. I call them by my own names. Yeah, but they actually have names. Okay, but I call them businessman, bride, lumberjack, detective, and jock. All solid names. Yeah, but their actual names I think are like Jimmy D, uh, Jack, Bride, um, Ironhead, and Creeper. Yeah, and they never like tell you the names, so like. Well, you know which one's Ironhead. Yeah, for sure. But he doesn't start out as Ironhead. He right. starts out as Lumberjack because right. he has plaid so on. So why would he be named Ironhead? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't get it right away. Uh, so, yeah, the bride goes into the bathroom and finds a wig and puts it on. Uh, but she looks in the mirror and she's upset because yeah. we know now they hate mirrors. Um, they look gross. Uh, Jock Zombie is upset about a framed picture of April. Um, and I was like, is it because he sees his reflection or is it because... Because there's also a bit like with him that he's like likes w- young women. Like he I think he's pining over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the, apparently the director had more backstory for that, but never used it. I feel like all of these characters are like tropes, and then they're like the worst possible. All of the zombies had backstories, right? And they, I don't know if they filmed them or or and cut them out, or if they planned to film them and never did. But all of them had backstories that well, were supposed how, to be established. Like, how on earth would they have fit that in? I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, it was like a tight ninety minutes. Like, but it, also not. So, the, and like, like one of the things I read was like, so the jock is often featured, and I think his makeup is probably the worst in my opinion. He's got uh, blue face. Yeah, right. But apparently, it was because he like wrecked his car and drowned, and that was like his backstory. Was like he he like was trying to run after his girlfriend. He wrecked his car. He drowned. And that's why he's a blue face because he like drowned. But like I'm glad they didn't do the backstories because like these aren't people, and they never were. No, they're the video dead. Right. So it's like, but they're also cartoon ca- or characters. So, so in a movie, so. all their backstories would be like just arbitrary. His writing. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's just. Well, I mean, I think they wanted to give them more personality, and I think some of it comes through in some ways. Like, yeah. like especially with the bride, it feels like she has a lot of personality. Um, some of the other ones, maybe not so much. Um, but yeah, so businessman and detective are in the uh, are at the kitchen table pretending to eat cereal, which is part of it. They like to like mime that they're doing human things. Uh, the bride, now wearing the wig, uh, attempts to work a blender. In the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, but then when she does turn on, she seems surprised. She's like, what do you think is going to happen? 
Uh, but businessman walks into the kitchen and they both laugh about like the blender. Right. It's kind of like, I didn't expect that they'd have such a sense of humor about everything. Um, so, but then, you know, the maid wakes up cause she hears the blender running uh, and she puts on a robe and heads downstairs, but she's confronted by the, the bride. And then she starts praying and she backs up. But of course we know what happens when you back up in a horror movie, Shane. Yep. You get got. You get got. You gotta keep your keep your eyes on the prize. You baby. gotta not get got. You can't give. You can't be getting got. So keep she bumps not into lumberjack, got. and he picks her up. What'd you say? You gotta keep. You gotta. You gotta keep not getting got. Keep not getting got. That's what I always say. Put that one on a t-shirt. Um. So yeah. So like, uh, she bumps into lumberjack. Lumberjack picks her up by the neck, starts strangler. Right. He's a big burly tough boy. Um, even though it's very obvious that he's not actually lifting her in because it keeps cutting to like close-ups of her face while she's like, bleh, bleh, like with her tongue out and right. stuff like that. I was like, that's not how you look when you're getting choked. And then it cuts to him grimacing like with effort. So Well, so this is again where they break their own rules because an iron to the head would for sure kill. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. So what happens is he what pushes her against a wall and she has, first she has a sewing needle, yeah. two sewing needles. She goes to reach for him, but she knocks him down. Can't get him. Um, but then she grabs an iron and just like smashes it buries through it. his skull. Yeah, buries it. Like it's in his head. And that's why he's henceforth shall be known to the movie as Iron Head. But I'm still going to call him Lumberjack because to me, plaid is more important than having an iron in your head. Yeah, for sure. But yes, that, so that should have convinced him he was dead. But instead, he's just cool with it. He's just like takes it in stride, wears it for the rest of the thing. Right. Yeah, so you're right. It does. They do break their own rules. Well, uh, to be children. fair, whose rules are they? Um, hmm? Whose rules are they? The vi- what? The, well, they're the video dead rules, right? But, but by who? Who to- who tells everyone that? Well, I guess Joshua Daniels. Does. Right. So, like, is he a reliable narrator? Or is he like a trustworthy? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And like, how does he know? Because it seems right. like the video dead uh, showed up. See, okay, so they never established this, but I assumed that after, so we get, we get backstory that Joshua Daniels' wife was killed by the video dead. Yep. And I think he, like, learned from the garbage man, because some of the things he talks about are the same things the garbage man was telling, right. was telling uh, uh, Jeff. Right. But we never get, like, confirmation. Right. But I think that he, that's how he, like, turned on the TV the garbage man was there and explained to him this stuff. So I think that it's like, you know, like, like how like Luke going to Dagobah to train yeah. the Jedi that instructed me from Obi-Wan. Right. Like he's like the Yoda uh, to Joshua Daniels, Obi-Wan. So like for me, I I think like at all points in time, the better movie would have been like the garbage man. I know. I thought he was going to appear more. He I only know. showed up that one, one time to like, give a little bit of backstory so like i created this crazy like whole theory in my head about how this was all working well who is the garbage man how is he in there i think okay and and people there's no way to justify this or or no because no one ever explains it we're not getting another one (laughs) um i think the garbage man was part of that paranormal institute because how on earth would that guy know where to mail something like that like, let's be real. Because, like, Google didn't exist back then. Oh, so you think the garbage man told Daniels I think, where to mail yes. the tea? Okay. So, because even the garbage man is like, we had some escapees. So, like, I think I think that this TV is a portal to another place or another world. 
And these things are getting out like a gremlin or a goblin or something like that. Um, this manifest in the form of the movie that was playing. Correct. So I think that people can also go through that portal into their almost kind of like a uh, stranger things. Right. So like, I think it's a doorway, which is why you have to have the mirror because they don't want to, they don't want to look at the mirror. They hate it. So it's not really, it, it's like a, it's like a doorway it's between like both worlds. So I think if my theory would be correct, that there is multiple entrances and exits to this place. So I think that, I think the trash man, garbage man, garbage man. Thank you. I'm the trash man. <laughs> trash can man from the stand. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's my theory. All right. I like it. Well, I mean, the garbage man has to be like, he is a normal person because he says they're not like us. The video dead are not like us. So, right. So he's definitely a normal human. He had to get there somehow. Um, so where were we? Oh, we're at, um, the part where the maid was murdered. Um, so she does put an iron through his head, but uh, doesn't work. Lumberjack is largely unaffected and finished strangling her uh, and then laughs about it because these zombies are dicks. Um, I actually put in my note dick move uh, in the bedroom. <laughs> uh, April's father like uh, puts on his glasses and we see like the shadows that the zombies are there. Uh, but then we get like a cutaway to him like screaming. Uh, so we don't actually see him die. But we do see I what happens this. to his glasses. So funny. <laughs> so later on, the businessman zombie is wearing all the, <laughs> wearing the entire movie. The it's rest so of the movie good. he's wearing the glasses. And yeah. like uh, the bride is actually wearing the maid's yeah. robe, which is funny. These zombies just keep like stealing people's shit. And like just the sense them. of comedic timing of these zombies are like second to none. They love it. Yeah, it's um, great. So yeah. Um, Next up, we pan to another house where there's a lady uh, listening to some kind of cooking show uh, while doing some baking. She's making coconut fudge delights. And let me tell you, if it's coconut, there's no delight no, for me. I agree. Gross. Next thing you're going to do is tell me mounds is real candy. It's don't, not. Don't it's even. Don't start. Don't even give me mounds. I don't even want to know if any of our listeners are mounds people. If they are, they should stop listening to our podcast. Well, we well, do not need fans like that. Well, well. Look, I'll, I'll accept almond joy. Like almonds don't bring me joy, but I'll accept it. But I will not accept mounds. I will not. Yeah, mounds of what? Yeah, mounds of uh, well, turds, more like. <laughs> Good one. Because they're shitty. Yeah, there you go. Anyways, um, where was I? Um, oh, oh, the la- oh, and the lady we know is uh, uh, what's her name? The Turchow, um, Bev, Bev Turchow. Um, so she, she's upset because apparently, uh, I guess like the cooking show didn't finish the recipe that she was working on. Uh, it doesn't matter because she doesn't notice that a man has entered the house and it's the businessman zombie now wearing the glasses. I actually put in my, <laughs> wearing April's father's glasses because he's a dick. That's what I put in my notes. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, Bev's washing machine buzzes. So she goes to <laughs> empty it. But when she opens it, bride zombie pops yeah, out. Great. Where did- how did she get in there? I don't know. It was so good, though. It doesn't matter. The science doesn't matter. It's just very funny. Um, uh, so she pops up, strangles the lady, presumably to death, but then puts her head first into the washing machine and turns it on again. And they laugh about it. Her and businessman zombie. They're having a good time. Uh, and then, like, the light, lifeless body, like, spins. Right. In, from, like, her legs are up in the air from the washing machine. It's very funny. 
uh, and then what is it? Uh, the 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 hose that is going to like the utility sink there is like um, spewing yeah, out blood. Yeah, blood. Yeah, it's like uh, a plus comedy. Good work, zombies. Um, meanwhile, the the husband, which is what uh, Abe Turchow, um, he's reading the paper and he's complaining about stocks. Right. And they, like some kid from the club told him, "Hey, yeah, he's it, apparently it. bad at stocks, but don't worry, he's gonna die now." Um, he says something like to his wife, "Like, hey, when's the last time?" You showered because you stink. Yeah, because he doesn't right. know that the person approaching him is not his wife, but is instead the bride. Um, but when he knows this is the bride zombie, he doesn't take a lot of action in in regards to like self preservation. He just kind of like, uh, like I think that the the Tubi um subtitle was like exclaims in horror or something. It's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I guess that's a way to describe what he's doing. That's he's fair. like, he's like, Ooh. doesn't matter. Like a Jar of pickles, twists his head right around. Yeah. He's done. 360. Done. He's like, if you were an owl, he'd be okay. But he's not an owl. He's a human. So um, presumably later in the day, uh, April arrives home. Uh, and it's kind of a cool, I like the shot because so she like walks into her house and there's a guy like putting up like a for sale sign on another house. Right. And uh, she walks in and then she screams having discovered the bodies right. of like the maiden and her father. Um and then the guy who's doing the sign like turns and looks and is like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's an interesting shot. Yeah, it was cool. I and then they it was similar shot to her dad dying too. It was good. Kind of leaves you your mind to wonder. Yeah. Well, I assume that they didn't have the budget to do a lot of like gory death scenes. Right. So they like need to like leave it up to the make it count sometimes. Like you aren't gonna get like a lot of Abe and Bev Turchow death scenes. Man. Um. So, uh, what is it? Uh, the sound of sirens alerts Jeff. Uh, to the possibility that something is probably wrong at April's house. Uh, because what is this? Zoe's like, oh, it's the end of the street. Like, it's the house at the end of the street. So he's like, no, April, no. <laughs> so he, he runs out. Um, yeah, April is obviously upset and crying. Uh, and Jeff tells April that they need to get away from here. Uh, or And that she should, um, you know, he's like all in on the supernatural elements. And he wants her to just like leave. Right. Like, get out of here. Um, but for some reason he doesn't push the issue. So back at the, at Jeff and Zoe's house, April, like, I thought it was kind of a poignant moment. So April says that she wishes time could move forward for 10 years, uh, move forward 10 years and everything that has happened will just be a memory. And I was like, that's like way more introspective than I'm yeah, expecting right. this character who like was talking about like skunk fucker. Like, yes. Talking about this yeah. dog likes to bang skunks. And like, now she's like, oh, I wish it could be 10 years in the future and everything has happened as a, a very memory. poignant comment. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, she tells some more like salacious news about your dad. Well, yeah. it's not now he's dead, but, um, so, uh, the doorbell rings and uh, surprise it's Daniels. He's back. Um, Zoe, uh, is made uneasy by his presence because, uh, he's a stranger from Texas. Usually you don't want them in your house. Uh, but Jeff says, you know, let's hear him out. So anyways, uh, Daniels uh, kind of rightly says they better hear him out uh, because now former people are dead. And it's basically Jeff's fault for not like paying attention. Um, yeah, Jeff. <laughs> meanwhile, outside we see a zombie's stumbling, shambling feet as it walks up towards the window. It's the jock zombie. Right. We'll learn. Um, or Jimmy D, I think is what they call him. Um Daniels uh, says there's no doubt about it that it was the video dead. Title drop. Finally. Title drop. The video dead. An hour and then we in. get like a repeat of it where Zoe's like, what do you mean the video dead? Yeah. Wink. 
trademark. Surprising to get three or four more out of that. Like, how scene. many more times can we say the video yeah, did? Right. Well, they do say it more often. They later, do. But, um, yeah. So Daniel explains the origin of the crisis. He got the TV at a yard sale, and the video dead killed his wife. Uh, so Zoe asks how a TV can kill someone. He explains it's not the TV; it's the things that come out of the TV. But I mean, a TV can't kill someone. Yeah, it could. So easily. Yeah, you could drop it on them. You could electrocute them. Uh, Zoe asks why they don't destroy the TV, uh, but apparently she's never seen movies because obviously you can't. It's supernatural, dude. Right. Um, so um, then, what is it? Uh, oh, Daniels also says that like the TV plays tricks on the mind. Right. That it apparently can like make illusions happen. Like it reminded me of uh, what's that movie with the mirror that murders people? Um, and it like oh yeah plays tricks on you that you can't kill it. You yeah. Can't destroy it. Um, what the hell was the name of that? Oculus. Yes. Yeah. So it's like an Oculus, but it's God. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. So that that it's basically like that. Um, and then Zoe, uh, what is it? Oh, Jock Zombie opens up the door and snarls. And I was like, oh, they must see him, right? No, right. that was just for us. They must be in a different room. He just opens up the door and is like, Garr, I'm here. Um, so uh, what Zoe says that the story is far-fetched and hopes that Jeff isn't buying it. Jeff's buying it. Uh, Daniels is pissed, uh, and he and Zoe start fighting. But uh, April goes upstairs and starts to draw a bath. And then there's this like mess-up scene of her like uh, brushing her teeth and then oh, having yeah, visions of the blood. I think that set up like the it's playing tricks with your mind. Oh, so you think the video dead were making her see like the visions of her I think father's the TV death? Was uh, so so she's having like visions of like blood splatter and like her dad's death, and while she's doing it, she doesn't know she's like brushing her teeth too much and is like bleeding yeah. from the mouth and stuff. Um, so but suddenly Jock Zombie is in the bath- bathroom, uh, and April immediately passes out of the sight of him. Yeah, that's fair though. I mean, yeah, his makeup's terrible. So yeah, she's Bam. down. Um. Uh, what is it? Zoe tells Jeff that she wants Daniels out of the house by the time April is done with her uh, bath. Um, and then Daniels like says something to Jeff. It's like a lot of damn fools running your family, boy. <laughs> like he's, he's uh, upset about that. Uh, but then Zoe goes into the other room and sees jock zombie is carrying April out the front door. Uh, and then this is kind of cool. Cause so he senses her fear drops april yeah and turns around and starts approaching zoe but luckily she shuts the door and locks right. it right like who cares about april <laughs> her parents are dead anyway right like she's not she doesn't have a life so like uh yeah so he she shuts the door um what is it um jeff obviously wants to go rescue april that's his love interest uh but daniel says that they can't go yet uh that they need to gather up mirrors and then we cut to the door covered in mirrors. Like, no waste no time putting mirrors on the door. And Daniel says that they need to wait till morning because it helps to see what you're hunting. Uh, and Zoe's like, we should call the police. Like, she's never seen a movie before. Yeah, dude, what are you going to tell the police? Zombies came out of your TV and kidnapped some girl whose parents were just murdered? I mean, pretty Got much that's here, what... Zoe. That's, that's Daniel's bit. What? Yeah, I mean, pretty yeah, much yeah, that's what literally. he says. Yeah, like, what are you going to tell him? Uh, so, yeah, Daniel's is like, the police won't help. Um, and then he says that they can't run away because if they flee, then more people will die. It's like, it's our responsibility now to take on this, this duty. It's their call of duty. One might say, um, and then Daniel's like explains some more about the rules is just like an exposition dump from him. They hate mirrors because they hate how they look. Uh, they attack someone who shows fear and they kill the living because they hate the living for being what they aren't, which is alive. Right. Seems pretty basic. 
Um, and he explains the only way to kill them is to either lock them in an, ex- in an uh, uh, enclosed location where they can't escape, at which point they'll like cannibalize one another. Um, and also because they think they're alive, if you kill them with a knife or gun, it will convince them that they are dead, and then they'll just like rest until nature reclaims them. Like you can't bury them; you have to like leave them out so that they. That one I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't get that, that either. But I, I think that yeah, because it does happen, and then that never like comes. To it doesn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, where are you gonna leave a body in the open that doesn't eventually get discovered? And yeah. Then you're back and the other one's one. like, hey, idiot, get up. Yeah, nice try. Yeah, yeah nice try, uh, Daniels. You dipshit. Um, so, anyways, everyone's asleep, um, but Zoe's awakened by the sound of a zombie munching on something. Uh, she sees that it's the jog zombie eating a hand, and then she screams and then like, lifts her hand, and it's like a bloody stump. That was so cool. Was, yeah, it was, was like it ate her hand off. Uh, but then, obviously, she wakes up. It was a dream. It was just a dream. It was um, all a dream. So, Daniels uh, is like, yeah, that was a, must have a hell of a nightmare you had. Um, so Daniels and Jeff, now it's the morning, are going zombie hunting. Uh, Daniels, in a rare moment of like kind of being a cool dude, gives Zoe his keys and says that if they're not back at like 10 minutes to sundown, uh, take the truck and GTFO. Right. Um, and we get like a long like Lord of the Rings sequence of them just walking in the woods. Uh, Jeff asks Daniels if everyone in Texas wears a hat like that because he has a cowboy hat. And I put, that's a very good question in my opinion, but Daniels does not like it. Yeah. I feel like the back and forth between them was like a little like too much. Yeah. I could have used a little editing down. Yeah. So we had time for this, but we didn't have time for like the backstory. Yeah. Like, or, or any other backstory. I don't know. Uh, but they don't notice that they're actually being stalked by detective zombie. Nick Valentine himself. Beside them. The He's like time. right by them. He's literally like. But of course, he uh, steps on an errant twig, and the snapping of the twig makes Jeff turn around, but he doesn't see anything because apparently the zombies have perfect stealth scores. Right. Um, except for the twig breaking, I guess. That was a rare one, not one. Um, uh, Daniels didn't stop and seems to be continuing to walk. But then when Jeff turns around, he suddenly jump scares into Daniels. I was like, what was the point of that? Like, so, like, Daniels acts so weird in this scene that part of me was like, is this the TV fucking with him? Yeah, is this like a secret video dead moment? Yeah, it isn't. But like, it's it, not. It could have been. The movie's not smart enough for that. Yeah. Um. So what is it? Oh, this is the part where they, like they um, they have like this weird argument where they decide that they're gonna call each other by their names. Uh, cause oh yeah. Jeff tells Daniels that if he sneaks up on him again, it'll result in death and destruction. Yeah. Uh, and he says he doesn't want Daniels to call him boy anymore, or he's gonna call him cow shit. Uh, and Daniels is like, all right, let's call each other by our names then. I'll, you'll be Jeff and I'll be Mr. Daniels. It's like, all right, cool. Uh, Jeff says that he found a shortcut. But, like, where are they even going? Like, what yeah, I, I was like, shortcut to where? Yeah, like, like I, that makes no sense. But um, I mean, Jeff is an idiot, so. Yeah, Jeff is, like, one of the dumbest kids in school. Um, so Daniels is winded, um, so he wants to slow down. Um, at which point, like, Jeff kind of gives him, like, a hard time for being old. Yeah. It's like, Hey man. Uh, so Jeff starts shouting for April, but, uh, Daniel tells him, don't do that. You'll attract zombie attention before we're ready. Um, and then Jeff, uh, goes off to take a leak and he sees uh, detective zombie is on the way. So he runs back to Daniels. I thought this was going to be more of a thing, but he just runs back to Daniels and tells him, and then they just go and attack him. Yeah, it was like a weird dad-son moment where he's yeah. like, you get him, son. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, well, yeah, that's the thing. Jeff like takes his bow and arrow, which, by the way, did I mention he has a bow and arrow? Yeah. Yeah, he just does. 
Uh, we never had an established like uh, reason for him to have no. a bow and arrow, but he has it. Uh, so he fires some arrows. It takes a couple before he um, before he actually hits him. And like what Daniels is like, get him before he gets you. Right. Um, so after a couple of misses, though, uh, Jeff starts hitting a detective with uh, I think he hits him with three arrows in varying uh, areas of lethality to a human, uh, which definitely seems to convince the detective that he's now been killed. Uh, and Daniels like mocks him over this. Like, but you know, they understand English, dude. Right. Like, don't yeah. be talking about it's like he thinks he's all dead because he thought he was alive. He thinks he's people. Yeah. It's like, hey, Daniels, how would you shut the hell up? Right. Like you're gonna alert him, and he does. The detective is the one who discovers. He's like, "Oh shit, they're alive. They can. They're not dead." Right. It's like so. Um. So uh, Jeff fetches Daniel's bag, and after rooting around, Daniel's pulls out a chainsaw, and we get one of the weirdest like yeah. exchanges. So Jeff insists that he should be the one to chainsaw this corpse because Texas Chainsaw Massacre is his favorite movie. And he saw him, and he killed him. And he said, "What well, I've seen the movie six times, yeah. So I know how to work a chainsaw." I was like, "Do you like? Does that movie really like? No. Is that an instruction manual for how to use a chainsaw?" It never, no. Um, but uh, Daniel's being the doofus he is, just lets the kid go to town. Like, yeah, go for it. There's a pretty gruesome scene where he like chainsaws the dude in half, like long, like like right. or on the midriff, and like his organs are pouring out and stuff. It's like there's like mice in there. Oh yeah, it was a gross. It was super gross. So like uh um they so yeah, they then they leave the body in the open because you can't bury them for reasons. Uh they depart and finally arrive at their destination, which is some random shack in the woods, which they never told us that that was where they were going was to the shack. Uh Daniels gives Jeff a bunch of copper bells to put in the tree branches because I guess what the copper bells rattle when the video dead are up nearby. Yeah, they just keep like adding shit. <laughs> There's just more lore to be added right. to this. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's like here's a sword. When the video dead are near, it'll glow blue. <laughs> oh, and bear traps. Which by the way, never trap a single zombie. Yeah. They do trap a Jeff later. Um in the shed. Uh, like Daniels goes into the shed to get like set up. Uh, he discovers April's dead body, which uh, number one, gruesome looking. And number two, like I didn't expect our like l- romantic lead to just be dead. Yeah. It was, she's gone. Yeah. It was off like... screen, just taken away by, you know, jock zombie. <clears throat> so uh, Daniels does not tell, uh, does not tell Jeff about this. Uh, Jeff is like going through, like getting the traps from Daniel's bag. And he finds like three books in there. The three books being uh, How to Kill, Understanding Guerrilla Warfare, and then just a Bible. It's like, hey, Daniels, he packs late. It's all any Texan needs. <laughs> it's the only th- this is all the reading I need to do, boy. It's like the curriculum. Yeah. So uh, Jeff pointedly asks uh, what they're going to use as bait. And then we smash cut to Jeff hanging from a rope and, right. on the, in the trees. And Jeff is not happy about it. But I'm like, how did he Daniels even get him up there? Well, the trade off the it was place? the chainsaw trade off. Well, no, that's after that. Yeah, but I mean, he's like, like hey, if you're yeah, gonna like, leave right. me up here, like give me that chainsaw so right. I have something to defend myself right. uh, with when the zombies show up. Uh, so yeah, Daniels uh, is taking up a sniper position from the shed, um, and Jeff is just bored, just spitting on the ground. I'm like, why do we have to see this? this is weird. Yeah. Um, but then he notices that the copper bells are starting to ring, and also, so. Uh, Daniels has guns. Presumably. Never uses them. Yeah. Well, we see them. We see the gun. You're right. We do. It's like put in like another location yeah. for some reason. Anyways, zombies are on the approach. Uh, 
bride zombie is now wearing april's maid's robe i put in my notes these zombies are thieves um so uh (laughs) they're unable to get to jeff but the lumberjack being the smartest one even though he has an iron in his head uh goes to get a large branch and the others start to do the same they're just like beating the hell out of jeff with branches as he's hanging from a tree right his chainsaw is not doing him any good here i don't know why he was so insistent on having his chainsaw um, but then Jeff does fire up the chainsaw, which awakens a sleeping Daniels. So he was just sleeping in the in the shed. Right. Number one, we know zombies are going to be coming. So uh, how about you be awake, dude? Number two, there's a corpse in there. Right. Of a young girl. I don't I mean, know about you. I'd have a hard time sleeping if there's a corpse of a young girl in a room with me. Not Daniels. Not Daniels. He's a, he's a man among men. Um, so yeah, Daniel's just starts shooting arrows, which again, I thought he had guns. Why is he doing this? Um, all the zombies are seemingly shot dead, uh, until the bride, um, basically. So what happens is Jeff being the dumbest kid in school, uh, drops the chainsaw and the bride gets it. And she's about to like chainsaw Jeff, uh, when Daniel's like emerges with the mirror and scares her away. Be gone. Yeah. Be gone. Uh, and she does be gone. Yep, she does. But she takes the chainsaw with her. And then, like, they celebrate, like, Daniel's, like, whoops and cheers. And Jeff's like, we did it. We wiped them out. But it's like. You literally just let one go. Literally one is, yeah, yeah. gone and more armed yeah. than ever before. Um, So they, they, they basically, like, yeah, let's go. They cut Jeff down. And they decide to go after the final zombie, the escaped bride. Uh, and they hear the chainsaw. So they think they must have the drop on her. But she set a trap. She did. So, yeah, the bride emerges uh, from behind and stabs Daniels with the arrow that was shot in her. So kills him. He's Dunzo. Dunzilla. Uh, and then she picks up the chainsaw. And I put, now the the now the now hunter becomes the hunted because she's chasing Jeff with a chainsaw. <laughs> um, and th- although he's much faster than her, uh, he manages to do a horror movie goof-em-up and steps in the bear trap. <laughs> that he set. That he set. Yeah. And should have known was there. So, yeah, he has to, like, stop and free himself, and now, now he's hobbled, so he's running more slowly. Oh, his ankle is broken, for sure. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's a bear trap. Yep. It's, not, not, it's like, not not a game to, nope. to have those. Um, so he stumbles back to the shack, uh, nursing his wounded ankle, but he discovers April's corpse, RIP to his girlfriend, or the, what he wanted to be his girlfriend. Right. Because Daniels obviously didn't tell him. Because Daniel's wanting to keep his mind on the on the game, uh, the bride arrives, and there's a scene where Jeff, like, what he decapitates the bride with a uh, machete yep. that was in there, but as he goes to swing the machete, she like thrusts the chainsaw into his sternum. Yeah, which is crazy. Him. Like I, I'm like, holy shit, they kill one of the main characters. I, which I thought was cool. I love that. I love when that happens. Yeah, yeah, they. Main character, Toast, gone. Yep. He's done. Um, but he does seemingly kill the bride, except... Uh, so, and it was kind of like a poignant scene. Like, Jeff, like, um, like sees, like, looks at April's body and says her name. He's like, oh, R.I.P. Young love perishes. Uh, but the zombies are not dead. Uh, detective zombie shows up. Like, presumably, he was bisected, so I guess it's Yeah, that's was- kind of what I was like. How the fuck did he get back together? Because we never see him later at the house scenes. Right. Like, he must be around. But yeah, so he goes and like wakes up the uh, the lumberjack. Um, and uh, 
the bride is also like still animated. Right. She never even went right. down. So like now all the zombies are awake again. Uh, back at the house, Zoe sees the sun is going down. So she writes a note for Jeff and goes to leave. But of course, she looks out the window and who but the lumberjack is out there. Jacking it. <laughs> Lumberjacking it. So at the front door, she sees that the businessman zombie is also on the approach. Uh, she runs to the phone to call for help, but the zombies pull the phone line out of the wall. Because, of course, you know. Well, I love when they were taking the mirror off of the door with the broom handle. They use a branch. Yeah, a branch. That's what yeah, it was. Like yeah, like the jock. Yeah, yeah that's so good. That's a little bit later. But, yeah, the jock, like, seeing his reflection is repelled. But then, um, so what is it? Oh, and because it's like everything that Zoe has that could work for her is just basically failing. So you have the, the uh, jock zombie with the stick knocking the mirrors off. You have uh, the um, lumberjack uh, pretending to drive the truck, but also having destroyed it. He's just sitting in there like, uh, <laughs> you know what it reminded me of? Um, do you remember that photo op where Donald Trump was sitting behind the wheel of like a big rig? Yes. And he was like grabbing the wheel like, oh, look at me go. It was like that. Like the like, lumberjack yeah. is sitting behind the truck. It's like, oh, look at me. I can drive an automobile. Well, he was thinking the car was. Yeah, and they, but like he'd also destroyed the engine yeah, for some reason. Yeah, that's great. I, I, I just love these zombies. Yeah, they have a lot of personality for I sure. I know, so good. Um, so yeah, uh, in the kitchen, uh, uh, Zoe's nearly grabbed through the window by, I think, businessman based on the arms. Um, and then she, we just have like uh, her a series of her like noticing things that are happening. So that's when she notices that Jock Zombie is knocking the mirrors off the door. Um, she goes to the kitchen and ties like a rope with uh, to two of the doorknobs together to keep them from being able to come in. Smart. Yeah, and then she goes um, and what grabs like some steak knives, right, to prepare herself, and then she starts to cry, and she cries for so long. I know. So yeah, I was like, is this an Oscar move? Like she's like for for the uh, the Academy's consideration. I think it was. So yeah. Um, but Zoe now has like a flashback to the conversation where uh, Daniels explains that um, they will only kill you if you show fear, which right. at the time um, uh, Jeff had said, well, what if you don't show fear? Right. And then Daniels was like, don't be stupid. Right. They're zombies. You're going to be, you're going to be scared. Right. So um, Zoe then like walks to the door, like forces a smile, which is kind of cool. Like she's just like, like putting on this like big grin while she saw his tears in her eyes and it's like oh it's nice to see you all please come in and like invites the zombies in they're all looking around like wait a minute like wait are we supposed to kill this this lady yeah um so in the kitchen uh zoe is uh preparing like some kind of stew she tells them it's like a family recipe and it's kind of funny because um like the bride is like sitting there holding her head like in the chair right like they're all sitting around the kitchen table um, Zoe almost gives up the ghost at one point because she's surprised by a businessman zombie, but she keeps her poker face going. Um, and what is it? He like uh, is like stroking her hand. Right. It's like really creepy. It is. Um, then one of the zombies is like, uh, you know, takes a glass and taps it. And she's like, oh, where are my manners? I didn't offer you all drinks and like, uh, like walks around. And then we get like a weird scene where she's approached by uh, the jock zombie but he sees his reflection on the back of one of the doors and she's like, Oh, let me take care of that for you. And like puts like right. an apron over that. So it covers What's the, the basement door. Yeah. was that the basement door. Yeah. That's how she comes up with the idea. Oh, cause she sees the, oh, yeah. And she's like, Oh, the basement. And like, 
because uh, then she has like a, another uh, we get another like voiceover flashback of Daniels talking about how if they're in a, like in a closed location, right. they will uh, cannibalize one another. Right. Um, but when she goes back to the kitchen, they are all gone and they're in the living room, but they're huddled around a magazine and they're pointing to a picture of like someone dancing in like ballroom clothes. Right. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. And Zoe's like, like being clever. She's like, oh, that's called dancing. But you can't like their living room isn't a proper place for dancing. Like, it'd be best if we do it in the basement. And they're all like, oh, yeah, yeah, It's like, it makes sense. And she's like, yeah, usually we'd have a live orchestra, but a record player will work for us now. I love this scene. Yeah. And then whenever she, like, goes down there, they're, like, huddled around the record the record player. And then she's like, oh, I've left all of the records upstairs. I'll have to go get them, and I'll come right back. But Detective Zombie, being the detective, finds a record, and he's like, wait a second. He's <laughs> like, just, like, shaking it. He's, like, like, shaking it, like, what's this now? But then, uh, so Zoe's on the run. She goes to run up the stairs, but it's a horror movie, yeah, so she trip, has to yeah. trip. <laughs> so she trips. Uh, um, yeah, so, uh, but the video dead, even though they're mad and are coming after her, she does get the rest of the way up the stairs. It's just like a moment of... Which is crazy, This how this next, like, five minutes plays out in the basement. Um, I'll let you keep going, but, like, because you're like, oh, they'll cannibalize each other. You're like, oh, eventually, but no. No, like instantly. Yeah, it was like as soon as they there's a door, like we're trapped. Like, we're trapped. I'm going to kill yeah, you. We're all. gonna yeah, we're gonna eat each other. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it about was like time. a momentary inconvenience. Right. One second. Rip it in, rip it. You don't have to say that every time I open a beer on on the show. Um, where were we? Um up the stairs shuts the door yeah yeah so now they're in an enclosed space with one another and they start to freak out instantly uh zoe has another cry upstairs you know Solid. it's been an emotional day yeah uh for some reason the lumberjack zombie is also oozing blood from his face yeah it was like, weird it seems like, like there's more to this enclosed and it, like puffed up yeah, yeah. I, I think it's yeah it's got to be more to it but right doesn't matter they uh start to cannibalize one another basically immediately yeah um the mirror falls off of the evil TV and there's like fog spewing from it as the zombies rip each other apart. It's kind of a cool shot. Cause it, like pans across as like blood is falling and like the, the it fog cool, is happening. Yeah. Um, and then the, the, all of the zombies basically get reabsorbed back into the TV. Uh, the TV turns on again and then it says the end as like the zombie blood nightmare movie comes to a close. Which I thought was cool. Is like okay, like so you make it. Like that's how you get through the thing. It has to, and the film has to end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that the, the end of the movie has to happen. Right. Um. So yeah, Zoe, uh, goes to the front door, and it's kind of a cool moment where she's like, you know, dawn is breaking, suggesting that she's been there all night entertaining these zombies, right. and she's like frightened by the sounds of birds, like coming to terms with the fact that she survived this night. Right. Um, but. Smash cut to a hospital where an older couple are walking in, and it's the Blairs, like the parents. Um, and the mom is saying she hopes it isn't drugs, and the dad is like, "But I've I've been a good father to them." It's like, "No, no, you haven't, bro, eh, pal." Yeah, it's like, mm. the receipts do not check out. Yeah, um, yeah. So the mom told them that they have to uh, says that the uh, the mom says that the doctor told them uh, that they have to act like everything is normal and nothing is weird. And they go in, and we see like a very like clearly traumatized right. Zoe in the hospital bed. <laughs> um, but then the mom is like, "We have a surprise for you," 
and then they wheel in the evil TV. Yeah. Like every present parent, like this is our best gift for you is a television. Yeah, here's a TV that yeah. was like evil and in the basement. Um, Zoe though is like largely catatonic and doesn't even seem to notice that the evil TV isn't there. Um, and the doctor like turns it on, uh, leaves on zombie blood nightmare as it starts again, and then just leaves. Well, just leaves like instantly. So, okay, keep going. Because I mean, we're almost at the end. Yeah, you have I, something I just you want to add. Well, I love what I love when you first see businessman zombie. Oh, it's businessman zombie again, and yeah. he has the glasses still. Yes, and he turns yeah. and looks like yeah. looks at her. Yeah, yeah. So and then yeah, so the, he he turns looks at her and then she starts to scream and we cut to black and movie is over fucking badass soundtrack yes and then that's when like i and i put in my notes here that in the credits we see that businessman zombie is named jack bride is obviously bride right jock is jimmy d lumberjack is Ironhead, and detective is half creeper half creeper which again he doesn't get like bisected till way later in the movie it's weird that he's right. credited the entire time as half creeper but there you go. That is a little movie we like to call The Video Dead. So for the uh, undoctrinated, uh, undoctrinated. Or, uh, originally we would go straight into the uh, judgment categories. But um, a few weeks ago, we added a uh, new segment, which is the McMurder of the, the movie. The McMurder of the movie. And every time we've all been on the same page and I am going to make a bet that we are on the same page for this one too. But I don't know. You, you don't know. Oh yeah. Do you think we are? Yeah. Okay. You, you want to do it on three? Okay. All right. One, two, three. Chainsaw. Washing machine. What? Oh, I liked it when, uh, when, uh, Jeff got chainsawed. Oh man. Oh man. But yeah, the washing machine is cool. She pops out of the washing machine. That's true. Like it's so silly. Yeah. And it flips her in there. That turns it on, and then it like agitates her. The, and then, like yeah, she's on like the spin cycle. You're right. It's got to be washing machine. I don't know why. I just like I think that the emotional impact of like our main character dying as he decapitates like bride zombie. Yeah, was cool. But yeah, I mean for sh- sheer this like category is mostly for silliness, and you can't get much sillier than like yeah, yeah Bev uh, Turchow being like thrown into a washing machine and then there's fucking they giggle cackling. about it yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they just laugh and then they spin it. her husband's head to completely around like, i know they both get spin cycled if you think about yeah, it yeah bam <laughs> got it in one they should have hired us to write this movie i know maybe he will he's still out there the I, I mean director. i agree with you the chainsaw kill was cool it very unexpected honestly um but i mean it's kind of unexpected that uh the bride zombie just came out of the washing yeah. machine I, but that to me is like, yeah. I oh my god, it was such a funny. I was laughing out loud. I was like a, a no, no. You're like right. I, I, I forgot about that. I was thinking about like the the Jeff one. Yeah. Because of what it meant to the plot, like Bev Turchow doesn't matter to the larger plot of the movie, other than that her dog uh, Chocolate was yeah. killed. The skunk rapist. <laughs> oh, why would you say that? It's true though. I mean, it is what we find out about him. <laughs> like. Such a weird thing to say. That dog had some skeletons, man. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, finding that out, I was like, I feel a little less bad about the dog dying. Because yeah. I feel like in way too many of our movies lately, dogs have been dying. But it's like, that one seems like he deserved it. <laughs> he seems like a bad dude. Yeah. All right. So there we go. We got our McMurder in the movie. Bride zombie from the washing machine. I, I, it has to be. Yeah, it has to be. Then write it down. Put it in the, put it on the wiki. Bride zombie from the washing machine. But. But. What now? What now? Perhaps now it's time for our judgment categories. Effect sounds, spooky sounds. I kind of want to get back to the theremin. Remember, that was like our first, like, instead of the music, I, I initially did just theremin yeah, but transitions. You, you don't have to, like, you do those. I know, but like, I, I kind of want to say you kind of want to get back to I, them. But I do, do it. I do. You can just do it, though. I, I know. You're in charge of that. I know. I was just getting the room, you know, getting the flavor of the room here. You just, oh, yeah, yeah. You just want to bring it up so that when you do it, yeah. like, it won't be as alarming to the audience. So, as we know, for our judgment categories, they are uh, story slash writing, acting, effects, music, which also includes sound design. We've right. done that, which is basically all sounds. And then finally, cult factor, the little uh, X factor that makes these movies so special. So Kick, kick it off. Okay. <laughs> because I have some problems here, but not for what you think. Uh-oh. All right. Well, for story slash writing... You keep throwing me weird looks. I don't know what's happening, but I'm going to say a because because we have the best and most comprehensive lore for a, a series of undead that emerged from television and any single uh, movie we've ever seen. So the trash man, like, see, here, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you my it's the garbage man. You keep calling him the trash. Man. I like because I like Always Sunny. Always Sunny is good, but you can't. Yeah, keep the garbage man. The so. Man. Here, here was my litmus test, like throughout the movie. So, like, starts out like a right. Then it gets into like the kids and doing weird shit. I'm like, all right, B dipping in the C, washing machine like A, and then wrote a solid A. Till a couple things went down to B, like, a, and then right back to A. So I'll agree with you. With you the went a. on a journey. I did. Here's my problem. I could not for the life of me separate the potential of what could have been the story to what actually was the story because the tidbits that they offered were so like I was just so enamored by like who's the fucking garbage man uh how did Daniels know where to send this stuff like this is a portal so obviously that guy's getting in and out somehow into that portal to kill them like why didn't the lady kill uh Jeff when she had a chance like it's just the so, lore that they built without telling you, because you built the lore yourself. I love that. I mean, they give us some of the lore. They do, but like they don't give you enough, and then you like you like piece it in in your brain. And I, but again, I'm like, is that me doing it, or is that like them being effective at storytelling? No, it's not them being effective yeah. At storytelling. So, 
but I couldn't separate it in my head. I couldn't. So actually, as we were talking about this, I, there's something that had been like in the back of my mind this entire time. Yeah. And I finally figured out okay. what it is. Yep. So 1983, Videodrome. Yes. There's a guy yes. in the video named Brian Oblivion. Yes. And he's like a garbage man type guy. No. And I'm like, oh, maybe they didn't go into more of the garbage man because they realized, oh, man, we're just ripping off Videodrome with Brian Oblivion, who's like the guy who lives in the TV there and is like giving the backstory about like Videodrome and like the new flesh and all that. But so I'm like, that's probably why they didn't go more into garbage man. And they used Joshua Daniels instead. But like, what if like that's the same garbage man? What if garbage man was Brian Oblivion? That'd be cool. So you're saying like a Videodrome, the Video Dead shared cinematic universe? I mean... Well, now it's got to be an A. God David Cronenberg wouldn't have it any other way. That's so good. Are you willing to give the A on story? Oh, my God, yeah. This okay. was... I From start to finish, I'm like... I, I At every point, I'm like, fuck yes. Like, the, the worst time I had was the weird Jeff stuff in the center. Like, not even the middle, but like... And I, and I didn't like... Um, and I didn't like their... Oh, I'm, I'll call you cow shit if you don't call me boy. But, like, that could have been acting. That's why I, where I'm going to go with yeah, that, actually. Yeah, so. It's his performance. Because, yeah. But yeah, like, all the moments of him, like, doing, like, the, the refuse the call. Is that the name of that trope? The refuse the call? Like, where, yeah. like, Joseph Conrad, right. like, whenever you have the, the hero's journey appears, but you refuse it. It's like right. Jeff has refused the call one too many times, in my opinion. Right. Maybe it's because of the weed. It could have been the weed. But yeah, so yeah, yeah I, I think that for story, I'm going to go A, but then kind of now, you know, go moving into acting. Yeah. I'm going to say B, because I think you have like really high points of, of people like uh, Zoe, yeah. like having her little cry. Chocolate. And uh, chocolate, obviously, is like the, yeah. um, sorry, chocolate. Chocolate. Obviously, like A, A tier, S tier performer. S tier. Yeah. This I... dog. This dog rules. A dog faked a heart attack. S tier. S tier. Uh, the I think the zombies are good. I think they're funny and silly and they yes, kind of do their own stories yeah. like well. But man, Jeff sucks. Zoe. Damn, like Daniel sucks. Well, okay. Uh, if you're about to defend Hold Daniel on, though. right now, Jeff sucked. Jeff sucked a lot. And he was like the main character. I know. Jeff sucked died. Jeff sucked a lot. All right. Jeff sucks a lot. April sucked a lot. What? Oh yeah, I guess she did. Like yeah, April did suck a lot. Literally, some of the lines, like they literally must have been behind the camera with a cue card. Like how she delivered them. But I thought it was like I thought <laughs> I did think like it was. Like the funny, skunk though. thing, like it, she said that in such a monotone. Probably because how shitty the line is. But like I yeah, to be fair, like they weren't given much to to like kind of play off of like with the skunk stuff i mean april was annoying because of the thing she was doing like her she was basically like Correct. an exposition machine you're right but i didn't think that like the delivery was the problem i thought that like her you might role be right was the issue you could yeah that's 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 fair but so but Jess' performance was trash it was i didn't like zoe either what well, um, her crying scene for your consideration zoe at the, the end academy. great oh yeah early on she was kind of dumb and yeah. when she was like fighting with daniels about right stuff, it was, was just like, relax lady right so, but the thing I'm saying is, was it, was it Daniel's performance or was it because the chemistry between all three of them just sucked? Um, the chemistry was terrible. I think it's both, but like, uh, but to, I really didn't like Daniel's character. I wish we just got more garbage man. Right. Like well, I wish, on. I wish he would have been the garbage man. 
Like, how fucking cool would that have been? Oh, if he... So you're saying if, like, Daniels... If Garbage Man left the TV and was Daniels. Yeah. Is that what you you mean? Yeah, that would have been way cooler. And it would have had, like... Yep. It would have fit the theme of the movie a little better. Instead, he's just some random guy who also knew what was going on. Some random guy who also knew what was going on, but... uh, and like the murdered wife subplot, like didn't matter. Like it just was yeah. his everything about him was unnecessary as long as we have the garbage man. I I I agree with you. I I, I that's a fair grade. I just so we're we gonna do B for acting or we're we gonna do C. No, I'll do B. I I don't think I, there were no the the it, zombie performances. It, the zombies are my favorite performances honestly. Yeah, and and the what they were able to accomplish without even speaking was like remarkable. Like it, it, honestly. There's the, a lot of physicality to the record scene. Yeah, but where the detective flawless. just pulls out the record. Yeah, he's like, and all of them are just like this. It's like, wait a yeah, second. Yeah, I know, so good. And and yeah, I I'll go, I'll go. Yeah, B for sure. And and honestly, had Jeff's character been better, I you could have argued an A like for sure. But he was just shit. He was terrible. Yeah, he was bad. I, I kind of feel bad for that person. Yeah, I mean, because you know we're the only horror movie podcast, and we're just kind of trash and so it was 36 years ago i'm sure yeah. he's over it by now <laughs> maybe not well if he wants hey uh actor who played jeff uh was it um duvall rocky duvall yeah uh write us a letter yeah if you're upset with uh we'll get you on the show critique of your performance like do we should reach out to one of them and see if they come on the show absolutely not that's weird why would you do that whatever I'll, i'm gonna do it all right you do it well, one of them is a practicing lawyer in California. So yeah, um, and some of them are dead. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, so yeah, B for acting. Next up is effects, and I always let you go first on effects. Uh, man, I really want to give it an A. Um, I didn't like the blood. Like the blood was too like mucusy, but I loved the zombies. I loved that they kept adding things. Uh, I'll go A. I think the zombies looked good. The I think TV the, effects were fucking awesome. I was surprised that I didn't mind the animated After Effects stuff that they did. When the hand comes through the TV, though, yeah, like on the ground, and obviously on the ground, yes, and and obviously like that was done with like like the way they filmed it, like like the perspective, yeah. and all of that. But the way that like they clearly used a very limited budget as effectively as they did. And yeah. Yeah. I, I think I can, they go blew a car that. up, which I always love. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when they blow up a car. I do. You do. Yeah. That's one of your favorite things. It is. That's why uh, maximum overdrive was such a feast for you. I, what the fuck it was. <laughs> I sent you, we didn't talk about it. I sent you that Wikipedia of all the cars that were used. You and, did. Yeah. 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 I was really, yeah, whatever. I would have picked if we would have like my McMurder of the movie, minus the really cool uh, steamroller scene uh would have been that car like the the trucks killing the car and ceremoniously honking after they killed it (laughs) i love that yeah yeah i loved it because they killed it yeah yeah so yeah i think that with effects and i actually liked the um so a lot of times when you're doing like active things like the arrow shooting scenes yeah those are really hard to do because usually but they actually did do a decent job of making it look like they were actually hitting it with arrows so, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally comfortable. The chainsaw giving. scene was great. Oh yeah. Bisecting that dude and all the gross guts falling yeah. out. Yeah. Or even gross. when, but even when Jeff dies with the chainsaw. Oh yeah. That looked really good. Yeah. yeah. They, they did a really good job for what, for, like they did a really good job for any movie, but like 
taking an account for the limited budget they had, I think they because this was it. straight to video, right? I think it was. Let me check. Yeah, for for the the for the budget that the, I assume they had, like they they knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. How would I even know? How would it say? Yeah, I don't. You'd have to look at the. Oh, it is. The, yeah, it says direct to video on the yeah. on the Wikipedia. So yeah, so yeah, for a straight to video movie, like incredible. Because some of the some of those like direct to video '80s movies, oh boy, howdy. Yeah, but they this is gorgeous. better than some of the theater release movies. No, no, it is. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think. I if, think that the the probably it helped is helped by the fact that so many of the like we kind of made a big deal earlier on about how most of the people involved in this production basically did little else. Yeah. But that probably helped it because they were able to salvage like the budget they would have spent on like marketable stars. Right. And use that to like, you know, make these like zombies to make the, the effects the shots and stuff like that. Right. So, but that brings us to our next category, which is music and sound design. So, Go for it. I mean, I liked the music a lot. It was so good. Yeah. Like, it was so good. Yeah. Like, it, it feels like something that I probably could have put together myself on my keyboard at home. I don't know, man. Some of that piano stuff with the with the, uh, with the the bells, very, like, Halloween-esque, very, like, uh, Exorcist-esque, um, Poltergeist. I loved it. It was yeah, so man. good. I, this, like, 80s movie directors, if you're listening, this is what you should go for. Do more of this. Yeah, get a time machine, go back, redo your movies. <laughs> well, it's like, uh, like, and I think you keep bringing up Halloween. Is it does feel very Carpenter? Yeah. Yes. Like it's yes. very John Carpenter. Yes. Like influence and like yes. Maybe like some people would be like it's derivative because of that, but it's like go ahead and be derivative if the derivation is from John Carpenter. Like it rules. Yeah, that's not even fair. Like <laughs> it's like. It, because well, the man is still producing film soundtracks that rule, like the um, what is it? The most recent uh, remake of Firestarter. Yeah, the music was done by John Carpenter and Cody Carpenter, his son. And the movie, say what you will about that movie, but the soundtrack is fire. It is like I, I <laughs> fire because Firestarter. That's funny. Hey, hey, look at me go. But anyways, Hey-o. yeah. But yeah, the music in this is on point. Even like the generic like fake eighties songs that show up. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm fine with it. Like you're establishing a tone. You're making a point here. Yeah. And, and it was tastefully done. And then, and then they, Tasteful. and then they, it was, and then they would slide in these like really just badass like some real bangers, piano, yeah. like ominous, like, Oh, I loved it. It was so good. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I'm going to say a for the music. And yeah. The sound. And honestly, considering that it was straight to video, even more so. Like, I know. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm saying is like, like by not using bankable stars, they probably were able to invest more in the music side. I mean, we had three people on music, right? Like, like credited as composer for this. So, but all of that brings us to our final judgment category, which is, (laughs) I don't know why I talk like this, but, uh, but it's cult factor, that X factor that makes these movies so special. Eh? Yeah. eh. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. It's like, so good. If Jeff wasn't in this, this would have almost been a perfect score for me. It could have been, yeah. He really yeah. dragged down the movie. Him and him and Daniels, in my opinion, dragged down the movie, which sucks because they're well, a very large section of yeah, the movie. Yeah, I think their I think that was the problem, though. Yeah. If it was if it was Zoe in in Daniels, like you know, maybe if Jeff got murked in the house or something. Yeah, yeah. And then she was like on a vengeance mission because like fuck April, like whatever, you know. 
Um, April's doing her best. Well, but like they they instantly kill her. Like they do. Yeah, they establish like there's gonna be like more of a yeah. Like I heard like a rescue mission, dead, like more going on. Yeah, like, yeah. I thought it was gonna be a rescue mission. Instead, she's yeah. just dead, like unceremoniously off screen. It's I'm like, sure there's like another waste of a character. There's another version of this movie where like her and the jock zombie have like little blue children running around and they're like happy somewhere. That's, I'm sure that's and what then, jock zombie wanted. And then Jeff shows up when and he's like 40 and he just murks and starts killing them and like <laughs> saves her, like you know 20 years later. Sure, that'll but, be the sequel. Call yeah. up the actor who played Jeff. We're doing it. Like all of the ending, the ending of this movie was actually a hallucination. We're going to do it over again. So, but yeah, no, the cult factor, A, it's got to be. It has to be. So where's that leave us now? <laughs> well, next up is, sorry, I'm petting a dog. Our listeners can't see it, but the, the dog Zoe, not the character Zoe, has arrived and is requiring me to give her pats. Um, but yeah, so our final uh, hat on a hat, last category, you don't need it, but we're doing it anyway. Is the D roll? D roll is where we determine if something is a cult classic, a B movie grindhouse or if it's trash and let me tell you hopefully we never do trash on here yeah if we do it'll be a di- it'll be a disappointing day it yeah i have something about that in a little bit but um do you want to kick it off or you want to kick it off how about you kick it off i okay. feel like i've been kicking off too much lately so you know you have a movie like this direct to video and another one that was that was kind of direct to video that we did was supernaturals, which we gave a B movie. <laughs> and you think with like the budget here and everything else, you're like, Oh, this is definitely a B movie. I'm telling you, this is a cult classic. And if you haven't seen this and you're a fan of eighties horror movies, you are sleeping on this movie. This is truly a hidden gem, hidden gem. Yeah. This is a People diamond. Do not know this one. <laughs> yeah. This, like, I love Tubi because it just gives me random shit. And like <laughs> sometimes without you wanting to, it just playing it. So like I like seriously, stop what you're doing right now, watch this movie. It is so good. It's short. Was it like 90, 90 minutes? minutes? Yeah. yeah. It's like a 90 minute movie. And it and there's not a point where you're going to sit there and be like, "Oh god, I wish this was over." No, yeah. Um I, I agree with you. Yeah, so This I, is this is like one like like a lot of the times we do movies that are things that um we already know pretty well or like maybe i know pretty well um this one uh i do not have a long relationship with it i just randomly put it on my like halloween watch list last year and then we settled on it literally before the recording of the maximum overdrive episode right like we were just talking about it and you saw it i picked this based off of the cover and i was like oh i saw that last year it was actually good yeah (laughs) like so yeah, this is like the de- like one of the things that I was hoping we would do uh, with this podcast is find movies like this that are like un- underappreciated, relatively unknown, uh, special gems, and like the fact that like this one emerged out of the woodwork like this is perfect. This is yeah. exactly what I wanted to have happen. I, I, I agree with you. I'm also so excited to watch that other one next year for the the Samhain season, Devil's Duology. I think about that movie like on repeat. The one, the yeah. one that yeah, like started yeah, playing yeah. after yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Demon Wind. It's probably terrible, but I can't wait. It's gotta be. 
But it's a 100%. I watched Demon Wind again. Like, we watched it again, like, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Okay. And then it just shows <laughs> I I don't know why I did this. I, like, was sleeping. I, I got up, like, the dog got me up, like, two or three in the morning, which I think she's, like, the unofficial mascot because we've, we've used her for You've some promo. Several, yeah, several yeah. photos and people, people did like it. They clicked the button that likes it, so <laughs> I'm assuming that's what that means. So They wouldn't do that, in, like, yeah, like, 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 ironically. They like, have oh, to like my it. God. I hate this. I'm going to love this. Uh, so, um, I just put it on again and fell asleep and was woke up to the same fucking scene with that music playing. And I'm like, the mo- oh, like, I almost said it by accident. You almost but, said the name of the movie? I know, but I can't like, you, do you want to say the name? Like, uh, I don't know. Do we want to make it a surprise for whenever we actually do it? Like, yeah, I think we should. All right. We'll, we'll keep it secret. So we are running joke. Even and then- I've definitely told people in real life. The what name it of is. the movie. Yeah. We, but like, what's funny is 100% we're going to forget about this in a year and we probably won't do it. So I'm trying to keep it alive. It's on my list on Tubi. Yeah. Mine too. Yeah. So um, we had some people reach out to us um, on Instagram. Thank you. I've had a couple people reach out to me on Instagram. And uh, we were asked to watch a movie and kind of share our thoughts on it. Um, we're going to probably watch it soon ish. Um, I am nervous to do this because, you know, I'll speak for myself. I don't want to speak for you, Stefan, but don't you um, fucking dare. Don't you fucking dare. But like, cause like that was never our intention to do this ever is to do like current films. Um, so I think we're going to watch it and maybe talk about it. I, I, I think we're okay with it, but, um, you know, we we really want to stick to the 80s, you know, sometimes 70s, sometimes 90s. I didn't get my plug in in the beginning, but... We've um, never done 70s yet, but we yeah, will. Sometimes. We'll get there. Sometimes. So, one sometimes time. never come. <laughs> yeah, so you might hear more on that soon. Um, so if that interests you, uh, stay peeled. If you listen to the show... Stay peeled? Stay peeled to our Instagram. <laughs> You're talking about... Um, how a production company reached out about yeah. look like watching yeah. a current movie yeah. and talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like we're not like, um, we, it's not like one of those things like where we're being paid to play. Oh a no, movie no, no. Yeah. Or anything My God, like that, no. but they did reach out. I guess they've been reaching out to other, uh, content creators in the horror space and, um, they reach out to you. So like, yeah, we'll see. Um, like I'm interested in the movie, the subject matter interests me, so yeah. it probably wasn't too far from something I would have watched anyway. Right. Um. So. Uh, yeah, we're just gonna watch it and screen it before we talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, because, well, and, you brought the trash thing, and I'm like, yeah, we just need to take a quick look at this before we. What I hate, I would hate it if someone reached out and then we just like did not like the movie. And okay. All well. Over. But it also, like, it's possible that we won't like it. I I doubt it because I usually love everything i consume so <laughs> someone some else reached people. out on instagram and it looked like a trash film house kind of thing but turned out to be spam which it was more perplexing the more i looked into like what was happening <laughs> so yeah but but yeah we we are active on social media um you can find us on facebook instagram i kind of stopped doing twitter or x you did, and that's like where we have like the most people. I know, but it's such a dumpster fire, it is and a dumpster like, fire. and like, there's a lot of bots, and so I'll still post the episodes there, 
Um, and I, I've actually kind of taken a little bit of a break on uh, kind of hyping up episodes. I'm going to get back into that uh, probably starting after this one because this should release in like two days. But, um, but yeah, so f- stay tuned. Uh, follow um, our social media. Uh, we'll be a little more active there. And, and we love talking to people if you can't already tell by our Facebook. And honestly, I actually like Facebook out of all of the mediums. Um, Instagram is cool. You can do a lot of cool content, but um, it's harder to interact with one. Correct. On there. Yeah. We, we want to actually like, talk to people. Um, so if other you're than just each other. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, or like our friends in real life, we love talking to, but um, if you, <laughs> in real life, yeah, but like in the meat, space. yeah, in the meat space. <laughs> so if you're a fan of the show, you don't know us, uh, just go to our Facebook page and, uh, you know, throw out a comment and we'll, um, comment back. So hundred percent. So what's next? What's on the, what's next on the agenda? Well, I think I do believe that we're going to talk about what our next movie will be. Krampus. And uh, I do believe we're going to be doing a, a uh, not, holiday, not Krampus, a, <laughs> a holiday special. Ooh. And it's going to be very special. And it's another one that comes out in the year of my birth, 1987, the year of our Lord, <laughs> the year of our Lord. <laughs> Um, it's a little film called Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. Uh, part 2. Not Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, which okay. I had thought it was this entire time. Um, people who uh, may or may not know this movie probably know it from a meme that came out of it, which is the one where the guy uh, is like, there's a guy taking out the trash, and then another man is across the street from him and yells, garbage day and then just shoots him with a revolver <laughs> garbage day so it's the gar- garbage day movie that's awesome so that is the one it is um it's streaming in so many places yeah like, i think it's like um it's got tubi obviously uh plex is on there uh pluto tv uh roku channel uh let me pull it up to make sure i'm getting every possible place in case somebody doesn't have tubi for some reason it's free, folks. It is free. We're not even we're not even paid to plug that. Uh, it says it's on Amazon Prime, but you know how I am about that. I never know if it's like for rent or if yeah. it's actually there. It's hard to tell. Yeah, it says Hoopla. I don't even know what that is. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plex, Pluto TV, Redbox, Screenbox, Shout Factory TV, um, Shutter. It's on Shutter, uh, Roku Channel, Tubi. So yeah, it's out there. You can find it. Uh, Shout Factory actually, I think is also lumped in with pluto tv like it's like one of those like cross pollination things Hmm. so you can find it on both of those cool so yeah silent night deadly night part two that's our holiday special do we have any do we have an alliteration do you think well i i had an idea for one if we were going to do the entire month of december for Uh, a christmas thing but i decided we were too close to the Samhain season devilish duology to do another alliterative title so what, what would it have been do you want me to actually talk about this? Well, I mean, I mean, because like, because if we're never going to not have the sound season, right? So that's true. So my plan for a Christmas one was actually to do like creature based movies. Yeah. So like, um, like, you know, uh, rats night of terror or like the nest, like all of these like ones about like create, like, like large hordes of like little critters. And it was going to be the uh, creepy critter Christmas. That's was so good. That's so good. <laughs> But I decided that, like, we can't just do events all the time. So we were too close to the Silent Season Devilish duology for me to be comfortable with that. So We should have, like, an alliterative every month, like, 
Don't you think people get sick of that? Do Wouldn't we, you get sick of that? Do we care? Well, no. I, Our episode I love titles it. would be... Uh, alliteration is my only thing I have going for me. So, uh, what's funny, The just we can track like who downloads our episodes... And the longer our title, the less likely it is to be downloaded. <laughs> so, like, we're doing these, like, the Samhain season, Devilish Duel. It's like, nope. Nah, nah. Done. Gone. So, I got to put the title of the movie ahead of, like, the alliteration. Even though I think that the Samhain season, Devilish Duology movies we chose were very good. Extremely good. But, yeah. No. I mean, uh, SEO and, and, like, all that. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I yeah. It. Like, these are all things. But, It doesn't yeah. help that I don't put any metadata in our uh episodes either like you can like audacity allows you to add in like credit like it's weird i just hit clear yeah don't do that that sounds like too much work it is too much work (laughs) we're trying to have fun here yeah (laughs) we don't need to get too serious about it yeah we're hanging out with a dog like you know she's finally chilled out a little bit yeah well wait and yeah thank you again audience for like dealing with this like unique experiment oh yeah we are actually recording in person like let us know if you like how how you, you feel about this yeah. idea yeah and forgive like any ambient noise and so we, we literally like hey we're just gonna do it in person we i think we decided like what two days ago yes and there yeah. are so many times where shane was like pointing at me to like stop leaning back so there's yeah, probably times yeah. where i was like leaning back in my seat too far away from the microphone so yeah we'll we'll get better at this too if we keep doing it but uh let us know yeah if you think that the, the dynamic is as good this way as it is when we're usually online and doing this over I, the internet. I liked it. I I had fun. Yeah, I had a good time. Yeah. I had some beers. You did? That was all that was the end of the sentence. I had I, some beers. I had some beers as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah habe So anyways. It's German. Yeah, it is. So uh I think that's all I had today. Uh any closing thoughts? Um, no, I don't think so. Um you know, stay tuned for if we have any other developments on some of the things we've brought up in the past. Um, you know, uh, we have been talking about like getting some more music that isn't just like the music we find oh, online yeah. uh, from our friends of the show. Uh, Rebel Revolver uh, have, have been reaching out to us. Uh, they're about to release their album. And yeah, I, yeah and I will plug it like they, they it's been a long uh, journey of production for that thing. It has. Yeah, so I think that they they're releasing it uh, the weekend of the sixteenth, like here coming up. So like right after this episode drops, so check yep. them out. Uh, I'm not sure the delivery methods of it. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be streaming uh, or whatever, but um, yeah, they they have uh, several social media accounts, and I'm sure they'll announce it there. So yeah, if you're you're interested, uh, check out Rubber Revolver. Um, they're on Instagram, they're on Facebook, and yeah, friends of the show. So yeah, definitely yeah, check them so out. Yeah, so the drop party is on December 16th, so it's Saturday the 16th. Yes, yeah. So I, I believe that that's also the day of the album's release because of that. But, Correct. Um, but yeah, so yeah, check them out and uh, you know give them a listen. Uh, I know that they've worked hard uh, to produce that music and... You know, I'm never much of a music guy, but I am a friendship guy. So I'm always there to support uh, the artistic endeavors of friends. <laughs> I mean, go on their go on their Facebook page, like them, um, yeah. like them on yeah Facebook. Uh, follow them on uh, Instagram. They're on uh, major social medias. Yeah, so they're a bunch of cool dudes. Um, yeah, well, that's all I had today, and uh, I've been Shane. Oh, that's my time to say I've been Stefan. Keep it spooky.
Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>